0: Tonight, on the Midnight Train podcast We discuss the dreaded, the lethal, the tragedy, the Black Plague So sit back, grab your drink, turn the volume to 11 Warning Listener discretion is advised We say things like In Goonies, Mama Fertelli has two sons? Who the fuck would have sex with Mama Fertelli? And Why would you live in a yellow submarine? Fucking Ringo is a dipshit? And Who misses American Gladiator? I do, so fuck off. And Welcome to the Thunderdome fuckhead stinky dick liquor. All aboard! (laughs) <laughs> Welcome to Season 4, Episode 9 of the Midnight Train Podcast, where we bring the dark to light. What's that mean? Well, we make fun of and joke about creepy shit while bringing you as much information on each topic as possible. I am your host, the conductor of The Cryptic, Jonathan Sayer, and with me always is the man who is making his triumphant train station return, it's Jeff Butchko! Hey! How are you, sir? I'm alive. I survived. You're
1: you're alive. I'm alive. It's good to be back in person and not over a phone in my barn with cars and motorcycles going by. There's yeah, some anarchy, hell's I, angels yeah. just yeah. going by. It's good to see you, bud. Thank you. It's good yeah. to be here. It's it's like my life is coming back to normal now, which yeah. is awesome. Well, and, if you if you call this normal, and by the way, um, Patreon subscribers, yeah, if you sign up, there's a bonus. uh Oh, I'm giving away vials of antibodies. <laughs> So if you want to survive this virus, you need to be a Patreon subscriber and get my blood and you'll be good to go. There it is.
0: You're, you're going to be COVID free no That's matter right. what. Yeah. That's right. Superman. You got to stack up. Yeah. And with us, of course, is the purveyor of the paranormal and the man who accidentally put the bump at the bump, shabomp, shabomp. It's Mr. Moody.
2: I did do that. You did accidentally. Accidentally. Of yeah, course.
0: It was a total accident.
2: Everything I do is accidentally. Right. <laughs>
0: accidentally on purpose.
2: No, just accidentally. Just accidentally. Yeah.
0: It's good to see you, man. How are you?
2: Um, I had a fucking awful weekend, but I'm doing okay. okay. What
0: happened? Please, yeah, please tell.
2: My basement flooded. My hot water heater went out for three days. My dryer's broken. My dishwasher's broken. Oh shit! Uh, what are you talking about? You're married. Oh <laughs> <laughs> wow! <laughs> she, doesn't, Just she doesn't. She doesn't touch like dirty food scraps and shit. I got to do it because I was I worked in kitchens. Oh, oh you got the experience.
1: So, yeah, exactly. yeah, you're a professional, so.
2: So I had to clean out my fucking basement all weekend. All the crap that was that done. That sucks, now- man. That's we did get a lot
1: horrible. of rain up here in Ohio. Listen, like a lot.
0: I was really worried about my sump pump there for a minute, man, because it was <laughs> torn because we had it. Uh, it went out on us. What was it? In springtime or I whatever? I remember that, yeah. there was like four inches of freaking water down here, man.
1: Yeah, oh,
2: we, yeah. We, had, we had a lot. It was no. was that
0: the remnants
1: of one of the hurricanes that we got? Is oh. that what that was? I don't
2: know. I, maybe. Do you see there's maybe? like fucking
1: four of them now? That are like combining <laughs> into like an ultra megazord fucking Power Ranger that's gonna just
0: destroy the super hurricane. Yeah. yeah, well, you know, I it, am. Uh, it happens. I'm paying attention to our friends and and listeners and family that are all down in like Florida and Texas. Yeah, and I hope and you got boards shit. on the windows and say, Yeah, San man, X. they're all like, here it comes again. You know, like they've they've been getting beat up down there, dude. It's been pretty crazy, S- dude.
2: It's it's fucking old hat for them though, man. They don't, yeah, they're probably used yeah, to it. Their
0: right
1: insurance now. policies. Could you imagine that? No. Yeah. Fucking hurricane insurance.
0: Nope. (laughs) See, that's the good thing about living in Ohio though, is that we don't really have too many of those. Like we don't need earthquake insurance. Yeah. But see, the problem is team insurance. (laughs) The problem
2: is like around here, you got to worry about like flash floods and shit, but tornadoes, nobody has goddamn flood insurance up here. So if something happens, you're fucked. This yeah, because you don't yeah. think you need it around here, and then, and then because it's sudden, like once
1: a year, like we yeah. just had that rain yeah. that you're talking about, like well, this it's is once this, a year this is the where we get the torrential.
2: This is the goddamn city's fault because the sewers back up. Oh yeah, not That's like exactly. not like raw sewage, but like the drainage, like the street sewers, they back up and it comes back up through Do my fucking you floor drain. Want yeah.
1: to protest City Hall?
2: Uh, I would love to.
1: All right, so we need some masks, some gloves, some paintball guns, right? That's, how, I don't the, that's how the kids sh- do it these days. I don't want to get shot. By yeah. The, I don't, I, I don't, don't think
0: that's man. a good idea at this point in time. Things are, would things any are...
1: listeners like to join our, uh, our protest on city hall?
2: I mm. was just going to pay a guy to put a bachelor. <laughs> valve in, <man>. Oh, really? <laughs> I mean, I
0: thought we were going to have some fun with it at
1: least. <laughs> uh, I'm always
2: down for fun. You uh, know. Yeah. yeah that, right. I don't
0: know if being shot sounds like fun <laughs> to me at all. You just anyway. got to move quick. Yeah. You just yeah.
2: got over almost dying. Do you really want to get <laughs> yeah. shot now? I laugh yeah. at death now. Uh, I have seen the face of death. Yeah, it's (laughs) nothing. You
0: beautiful bunch of dark passengers know that we're just three goofballs and assholes that love history and cannot get enough of the mysterious. And we want you all to know how much it means to us that you're listening to our goofy asses right now. Your reviews and support really do make all the hard work worthwhile. In saying that, please stop over to Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening right now and give us a five-star review. Um, It really does help for some fucking reason. We really have no idea um algorithms yeah you know but as, as everyone knows we're not doctors that's true we're not we're not doctors we could be web mds right well everybody's a web md yeah everyone. if you have a smartphone yeah you're a web md yeah it, 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 yeah rule of thumb don't ever google anything just just go to the do? fucking doctor don't ever
1: call your mom that's the problem oh it's so like, probably worse my mom does nothing but watch like you know fox news all day and she's like you know she knows everything obviously right so you know if i don't feel good like when i got this whole COVID thing when it started you know, she's like,
3: "What are your symptoms?"
1: And I was like, well, "I don't know. You know, I have a headache, a fever. I feel like shit." Oh, it's COVID! It's COVID! Go to the doctor right now! So like, you have COVID. And well, I mean, she was right. i was to say run. she was right. Yeah, but, you got to you know, give her like, some credit there. Old ladies, they're like they're professional doctors. They're that's what they do for a living.
0: Well, what, okay. So if they write us a review this week, uh, what 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 should they say in the review this week? Well, I'm, I'm kind of tired of
1: chicken at this point. So okay. I mean, can we get like a, I don't know, like a, a beef
0: recipe? You want that some ground beef? You like, want
1: almost like a taco kind of deal?
0: A taco?
2: What about like a what about like a roast? Like a pork roast? Or a roast, roast would be good. We, oh, there we you go. That. Yeah. Throw fucking your crockpot roast. We do that. Throw show your time, roast dude. recipes out right. there.
0: That'd be yeah. amazing.
1: Yeah. I
2: got one for you. I'll talk. We'll talk after the show.
1: <laughs> you should post on Apple Podcast <laughs> five star review and put that recipe. I can That's I what I'm saying.
2: I don't have uh, iTunes, and I've tried to do it on my phone. I can't get on there. I don't know. They don't have. I don't have the app for fucking. They don't have it. Oh, you have to
0: have the app to do it. No, you can do it on a computer. I was going to say, I think you That's can go to like Apple.com. Way too and, much yeah.
2: fucking work, though.
0: Sorry. Well, not not for our amazing
2: <laughs> listeners, it's not. For me, it is. I'm a lazy fuck. This is,
0: <laughs> don't be a moody. Go in there and sign up. <laughs> I out. give, be I a give a our moody. listeners
2: way more credit than that, though. They are not lazy. Right. They are fantastic. They are
0: fantastic. Yes, they are. And uh, the, they can also find us and listen on Spotify and iHeartRadio heart uh, by typing the Midnight Train podcast in their search bar and clicking the follow button. You'll then magically be whisked away. And get each episode as they are released every Tuesday.
1: I do it all the time on iHeartRadio yeah. with my smart TV. It has the app. So, like, if we're sitting around on a Saturday night, I'll, like, actually put it on the TV and just, like, let it play. Yeah. It's, awesome. it's like it's cool. It's, like, background music. And, yeah.
2: Get to listen and do your thing. Yeah. yeah. Two it's- things real quick. A, if you have uh, Amazon Alexa, you can ask it to play the new episode of Midnight Train Podcast, and it will. Ooh. Oh, that's pretty cool. Uh, and also, we've noticed that we've uh, we're getting more listeners.
3: Yeah. From, what?
2: What? Yeah.
3: Get out of here. <laughs> from overseas.
2: Say it ain't so. From overseas and from Australia. Hey. So ah, if you day. guys, if you guys are listening, please give us some reviews from, uh, I'm from over there. Not too.
0: mistaken. Uh, we've got some, is it from Poland
2: we saw? We saw. Is there that was, correct? There was someone from Poland. We've got some from Great Britain, Australia. They have uh, signals Australia's in out Poland?
1: There now. They, they what? They have signals in Poland? They have a lot of things in Poland, Jeff. Am I thinking Poland like is the, where Santa Claus comes from? And That's the North ice? Pole. Oh, okay oh that's my. too totally i'm
2: <laughs> thinking like wait do they have
1: signals out there it's <laughs>
2: hey, the covid it's yeah. the covid yeah. it, it took away COVID. a little bit of okay. me
0: yeah. you guys will notice
2: he lost a little part of it a
0: little bit dripped out <laughs> and patreon subscribers <laughs> will be getting a bonus on the philadelphia experiment Woo. that we did touch on in the uh time travel Fucking episode great story and uh yeah it's pretty awesome so you can sign up at uh patreon.com forward slash the midnight train podcast and check it out. If you are looking to sign up on, uh, on Patreon, just remember we are adult content. So therefore you kind of got to go to the link, which is patreon.com forward slash the midnight train podcast.
1: Yeah, right? it's, it's, how it works. it's
2: unsearchable because it's got uh, over 18. It's a uh, adult content and we're
1: sure giving away vials of blood with antibodies in it too. Right. So. And we say
0: fuck a lot. <laughs> right.
2: Also, if you are into the field dove experiment, we found some cool shit for this one. So yeah,
0: it's going to be fun. Yeah. It's all right. Let's turn on the lights, adjust our seats, grab a drink, and let's get spooky. But first, here's a toast to all you beautiful motherfuckers.
1: Is that one uh, shoestring, I believe the band is
0: called? No. No? That's uh, the one and only Slipknot. Oh, okay. Yeah, you were close, though. Yeah, you were close. My Plague. Yeah, My Plague. And the reason that Jeff played that... Why is it? ...for our drink pop is because we're diving into something that's pretty fucking dark.
2: What would that be, John? Um, We're going to be scu- d- scussing? We're going to dance. No, damn it. We're going to dance. I think that's the earliest one, man. It might be the earliest one right there. Oh man, that's don't say sky dance because I'm gonna have to deal with my wife and kids skanking in my kitchen.
0: <laughs> <laughs> now we're gonna be talking about the uh, the, the black fucking plague, man. Ooh. Yeah, the black death as they called it back in the day, and uh, it, it's it's pretty fucked up. And uh, you know, I, I honestly think that the main reason I wanted to do this one, and not only were um, listeners voted for it. Mm-hmm. okay yeah. which so is huge the for, and yeah. we thank you guys very much for voting for it but also because of everything that's going on in the world today you know with us being under in a pandemic wait a minute we're in a pandemic
2: <laughs> no 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 oh, okay you're good dude no you're not anymore you're yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Where, where did this come from no yeah. no
2: we're in a pandemic <laughs> yeah you're fine yeah yeah we're, we're fucked
0: <laughs> you're good yeah so uh so yeah we're gonna start talking about this today so uh you know it does have a lot of unfortunate uh shit a fuckload of death and you know i mean it was it was horrible a lot dude the
2: numbers are fucking staggering yeah it was horrible i I will say this people are talking about how many deaths are going on right now in the world when you hear the fucking numbers and this is so you'll get into it but this is over three major episodes correct of the plague right and even the least amount of numbers is still more than we've even had cases of COVID.
0: Right.
1: So here's the thing, guys. Like, get your kids out of the room. Go put them in front of Netflix or fucking <laughs> Fortnite. Because it's going to get dark.
0: Yeah, we're talking and about it's some gonna serious death pressing.
1: Fork, yeah. fork fight? Fork fight. Fork, fork fight. fight. Fork fight!
0: <laughs> <laughs> so first thing we have to do when we're discussing the, the, the plague here, um, we got to talk about the types of plague. All right? And there's three main types of plague right and there's three of them yes, yes. not just three one types. three types oh boy there's the bubonic yes chronic there's the septicemic mm-hmm. and the pneumonic pneumonic johnny John, like johnny pneumonic and so, bubonic chronic which by the way underrated movie by <laughs> it's a the way great movie underrated. i forgot about that underrated. yeah underrated keanu reeves
2: real quick i would just like to advise everybody to listen very carefully to this episode okay because okay. it's going to tie it's very in. important it's going to tie in very nicely later
1: on is there like where where's waldo hints or something
2: kind of okay. it's just kind let's of. just say that uh you, you
0: got you gotta listen uh to the especially to the end because we actually have a new segment so make sure you guys are sticking around told. i
2: have yet to hear what it is though
0: yeah well it's uh
2: You'll have to wait and find out. Oh, okay. Should the listeners yeah. get on yeah, a
0: scratch pad and like kind of scribble notes? Along? Maybe take some notes. It might is be this fun. like a scavenger hunt. It might be
2: fun to do that. Kind of, yes.
0: kind of. So let's talk about the bubonic plague first and foremost. All right. So patients develop sudden. One to say. Yeah, bubonic. <laughs> bubonic. Bubonic. <laughs> bubonic. Bubonic. <it> <laughs> because it says boobs, <laughs> and my wife upstairs is probably like, "Shut up!
3: Stop saying boobs."
0: Sorry. <laughs> so patients For our first break. Yeah, I know you said boobs. I heard it. Right. Defense. Right. I heard it. So patients develop sudden onset of fever, headache, chills, and weakness, and uh, one or more swollen, tender, and painful lymph lymph nodes, which are called boobos Okay. Right?
2: Lymph <laughs> nodes. Lymph nodes. You said They're limp, lymph. They're <laughs> lymph lymph
0: nodes. So this form usually results from uh, the bite of an infected flea. All right. The bacteria Correct. multiply in the lymph node um, closest to where the bacteria enter the human body. And if the patient is not treated with the appropriate antibiotics, the bacteria can then spread to other parts of the body. All right. That's the bu- bubonic. And they say this
1: comes that from is the flea. most. That is the most Correct.
2: common type of plague. Correct. So
0: having a dog and a cat is probably not a great idea.
2: Animals that, in
1: general. Yeah. Or in general, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Now, there's the septicemic plague. Patients develop fever, chills, extreme weakness, abdominal pain, shock, and possibly bleeding into the skin and other organs. Ooh. Skin and other tissue may turn black and die, especially on fingers, toes, and the nose. That's very zombie-like. Yeah.
2: So there were some pretty brutal pictures. Oh, I, yeah, I've seen that I didn't of that put stuff. them in there because I didn't know. They're, if they're pretty rough.
0: That, yeah. yeah. The septicemic plague can occur as the first symptom of plague or may develop from untreated bubonic plague. This form results again from the bites of infected fleas or from handling an infected animal okay fucking animals yeah mm-hmm. then there's the the pneumonic plague or the pneumonic plague depending on how p- you know where p- you're from
2: p pneumonic pneumonic right
0: the pneumonic. phenomic n- n- there's no f there's no f or it's a, the it's a silent p it's a silent f <laughs> So this is the pneumonic plague. Patients develop fever, headache, weakness, and a rapidly developing pneumonia with shortness of breath, chest pain, cough, and sometimes bloody or watery mucus. I didn't have that, though. (laughs) Pneumonic plague may develop from inhaling infectious droplets or may develop from untreated bubonic or septicemic plague after the bacteria spread to the lungs. The pneumonia may cause respiratory failure and shock. Pneumonic plague is the most serious form of this (laughs) disease. And is the only form of plague that can be spread from person to person by the infectious droplets. Can you say SARS? You can say a lot of things, Jeff, and that's what we're going to talk about. (laughs) So let's talk about the ecology of this shit, all right? So the bacteria that causes plague, the Yersinia pestis, we'll we'll call it Y pestis from here on out, right? yes. Uh, Maintain their existence in a cycle involving rodents and their fleas plague occurs in rural and semi-rural areas of the western United States primarily in semi-arid upland forests and grasslands where many types of rodent species can be involved. So many types of animals such as rock squirrels, which by the way they just tested one recently that tested positive for the plague Hmm? by the way. What is a rock squirrel compared to a regular squirrel? Oh, it it loves like Van Halen and shit. (laughs)
2: You were fucking waiting to use that one. <laughs> I was trying. Jesus. I got it. You
0: guys are <laughs> that running with a devil? Um, so rock squirrels, wood rats, ground squirrels, prairie dogs, chipmunks, mice, voles, and rabbits can be affected by plague. Jeez. Wild carnivores can then become infected Ooh. by eating other infected animals. Hey, that's right in. Right. So uh, scientists think that plague bacteria circulate at low rates within populations of certain rodents without causing excessive rodent die-off these infected animals and their fleas serve as long-term reservoirs for the bacteria this is called the enzootic enzootic en-
2: don't look at me i en- put them in there so you pronounce them
0: i'm going to call it the enzootic
2: oh. it
0: just sounds more proficient that way it's probably way off it's maybe it's <laughs> we're going to call it the enzootic cycle so occasionally other species become infected causing an outbreak among animals called an episode fucking <laughs> episodic 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 yeah i got it episodic um and then humans are usually more at risk during or shortly after a plague episodic scientific studies have suggested that episodics episodic yeah whatever in the southwestern united states are more likely during cooler summers that follow wet winters the episodics epizootics damn it <laughs>
2: Just pick one and stick
0: with it. Episodics. I got it. Whatever. Are most likely in areas with multiple types of rodents living in high densities and in diverse habitats. All right. So lots of, you got to think about like it's rodents and rodents perhaps maybe like in places yeah, I mean, that, They're eating fucking garbage in their own shit. You so got you know people I mean? on top of people or, you know what I mean? Where you yeah. have a rodent problem and yada, yada. So in parts of the
2: my city has a rodent problem.
0: Your city does. Yeah.
2: We got rats. Why don't
0: you get out there with a piccolo and lead them to the forest? So, in parts of the developing world plague can sometimes occur in urban areas with dense rat infestations like Moody's House correct the last urban outbreak of rat associated plague in the United States occurred in yeah get this Los Angeles in 1924 to 1925 I would have said New York yeah, no, it was like Los all the Angeles. subways and sewers and yeah, shit. Right? Yeah, but right. if you think about it, that really uh, a lot of people think about like plagues and stuff happening like you know the mi- medieval times and all this other shit. No, no this dude, was like in the turn of the century in the 1900s. Right
2: so. now, there's they're finding cases of the plague like in China and in other parts of Asia. There's people testing positive for it as we speak because they eat oh, fucking raw
1: animals. I mean, yeah, that's how we got here in the yeah, first place.
3: Yeah, just, What's wrong know, with
1: the wrong ha- raw animals? Can yeah, calm down. You, know, you cook your fucking meat.
3: Oh,
0: good for you. So let's talk about the transmission of this shit. All right. <laughs> the plague bacteria can be transmitted to humans in the following ways flea bites. Sex. All right. What? <laughs> it's not VD. Oh. So, <laughs> flea bites. Plague bacteria are most often transmitted by the bite of an infected flea. During plague epiziotics, epiz- fucking shit word, many rodents die, causing hungry fleas to seek other sources of blood. People and animals that visit places where rodents have recently died from plague are at risk of being infected from flea bites. Dogs and cats may also bring plague-infected fleas into your home. Yay. Fucking flea bite exposure may result in primary bubonic plague or septicemic plague. Yeah, you guys are so happy you have those animals now, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Let's get that flea spray out folks. Don't
2: you have like two dogs and seven cats?
0: uh yeah, I have too many of all those.
2: Not it's anymore. Sweet. You got
0: to do the chewable the next guard <laughs> yeah. after this. Not anymore. Maybe know. next time you get it you cut it in little tablets and you take one and then you get the dog one. <laughs> one yeah. for just, me, just just one sure. for you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, So contact with contaminated fluid or tissue, um, you know, humans can become infected when handling tissue or body bodily fluids of a plague infected animal. For example, a hunter skinning a rabbit or other infected animal without using proper precautions could become infected with plague bacteria. This form of exposure most commonly results in bubonic plague or septicemic plague. Then there's the infectious droplets. Yikes.
2: Gotta stop spitting in each other's mouths.
0: Well, (laughs) just going to say masks. Anyway, when a person has plague pneumonia, they may cough droplets uh, containing the plague bacteria into the air, Jeff. Yeah. If these bacteria containing droplets are breathed in by another person they can cause pneumonic plague typically this requires direct and close contact with the person with pneumonic plague transmission of these droplets is the only way that uh that this plague can actually spread between people this type of uh spread has not been documented in the united states since 1924 we were talking Bullshit. About, yeah, yeah. <laughs> are you okay there
2: yeah i'm good you Thanks. good no, no, do you I'm need fine. a COVID yeah. test right. no no i just had a little
0: oh okay but still occurs with some frequency in developing countries. Mm. Cats. (laughs) Oh, here we go. Are particularly, I love that fucking word. I hate that word. Susceptible to plague and can be infected by eating infected rodents. uh, I have no
2: doubt. A lot of people like cats, don't they? Yeah, they do.
0: Mm. Jeff doesn't though. Maybe he's onto something. Here's the thing. Oh man. Here's your proof right there, right? Mm. I've been talking
1: about it for how many, how many seasons now? uh all I'm of them with, cats. i'm with you dude i'm gonna straight either. up apologize to jesse right now because i know you're like a super cat lover i just don't like cats i'm a dog person I'm with you dude i'm right there with you man. cats to me are just a fucking waste no i don't i'm not saying we should kill them all they're you know people who like them that's great you do your thing with your cat to me a cat brings nothing to the table like a dog could hunt. Uh, wait, a dog wait, wait, wait. could it protect.
2: Does, it does bring plague to the table. <laughs> yeah,
1: that's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, it shits in a box and it, it it does nothing. It does like shit they, in it box. literally does nothing. To all
2: those cat owners
0: out there, you can send hate mail to Jeff <laughs> at the Midnight Train Podcast. No, but these sick cats pose a risk of transmitting infectious plague droplets to their owners or to veterinarians. Because of
1: the fleas, or just because of them?
0: Uh, because they've consumed
1: infectious the infectious droplets. Ah, so it's in their bloodstream. <clears throat>
2: so if your cat coughs on you,
0: yeah, or do licks cats cough or licks you. I mean, I'm sure they do, but I've okay, never okay, heard
1: they
2: a cat cough, cough. hairballs. Yeah. Shit.
0: Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Or if they happen to lick your hand or something like that. Do you ever have your cat cough on you? Uh, not that I know of. Yeah, so <laughs> it just comes up to snuggle. like. <laughs> I'd boot like, that moment. <laughs> <laughs> so, several cases of human plague have occurred in the United States in recent decades as a result of contact with infected cats. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, decades or months.
0: Uh, it says decades here. Oh, okay. I just uh, oh, just Ooh. Moody knows something. Uh uh-uh.
2: <laughs> So, let's talk about one of those
1: hints. People, write yeah. that down. Remember the notebook? You got to jot that down. That's right. You got to write it down. A
2: misleading thing, though, too.
0: You gotta wait till the end. Oh, your poker face,
2: pop, 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 poker <p-p-poker> face,
0: poker, poker face. So the plague of Justinian. Here's your droplets. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, we're gonna talk about the plague of Justinian.
3: Wow. We'll be right back after this message.
4: Every
3: morning. This episode of the
0: Midnight Train Podcast is sponsored by Voodoo Vodka. 20 times distilled, made from pure cane sugar and handcrafted right here in Ohio. Vodka can be smooth, and voodoo proves it. Drink it straight, chilled, or in your favorite mixed drink. Ask for it wherever you buy your favorite liquors, or head over to voodoo.com and subscribe to their mailing list. While you're there, pick up some voodoo merchandise and use the promo code Midnight Train Podcast, all one word, to get 10% off your entire order. That's voodoo, V O U D O U X.com. Promo code Midnight Train Podcast for 10% off. And you can now buy this delicious vodka online. So order some today and drink with us whenever you listen to the show. Voodoo Vodka, it's magic.
3: But now we return to your regularly scheduled program.
0: The Plague of Justinian was the beginning of the first Old World Plague pandemic. The Byzantine historian, (laughs) <laughs> Procopius first reported the epidemic in 541 from the port of Pelusium near Suez in Egypt. Oh boy, that's yeah. long ago. Long time ago. Two other first-hand reports of the plague's ravages were by the Syri-, Syri... Syriac Church. You're just smiling every time I fuck up one of these words. The Syriac Church historian John of Ephesus and Evagirius Scholar. <laughs> Hold on, this is his name, Evagrius Scholasticus. He was the uh, little magazine for the doctor's <laughs> office guy. Yeah, <laughs> who was a child in Antioch at the time and later became a church historian. Um, Evagrius was uh, afflicted with the buboes associated with the disease, but survived. Buboes, buboes. You get them buboes? <laughs> yeah, man, I survived them buboes. During the, the the diseases, four returns in his lifetime, he lost his wife, a daughter, and her child, other children, most of his servants, and people from his country estate, which sucks. Sorry, dude.
2: It's not fun.
0: No. Yeah. How would you like to be the only one that lives?
2: Ugh. See, that's the you thing. You know that what people, I mean?
1: Like, that would suck, especially like your kids and stuff, you know?
2: Yeah, absolutely. That's the thing that people don't realize, though. These, uh, these plague outbreaks, like they have a big, like, <clears throat> they have like this big start, and then they go away but then they come back like every couple of years you get another outbreak yeah, like of it it and goes dormant keep, yeah yeah but every like every like 10 15 20 years after there's been a major outbreak that shit comes back and it, you get these little fucking waves basically of it so let's just get rid of animals
1: i know i'm gonna get hay mail for that and let's just get rid of eating raw food from now on you cook your food and we have no more animals which there's in turn there's no more fleas and we're, we're good. I don't eat raw animals anyways.
0: I don't either. Yeah, that's true.
1: I can't eat sushi. I can't fucking do anything raw. Yeah, like man. sushi.
0: Ugh. So according to contemporary sources, the outbreak in Constantinople, Istanbul was Constantinople, <laughs> yeah, Istanbul. Istanbul was Constantinople, <laughs> <Every time>. sorry, <laughs> <laughs> fucking love that band, um, that uh, was thought to have been carried to the city by infected rats on grain ships arriving from Egypt uh-huh. to feed its citizens. The city and outlying communities imported large amounts of grain, mostly from Egypt. The rat and flea population in Egypt thrived on feeding from the large granaries maintained by the government.
2: Not only that, you have a booming rat population. What did they worship in Egypt that they had a fuckload of?
0: Cats. Boosh. 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 <laughs> Procopius, in a passage closed, modeled uh, closely modeled on, fuck these guys' names, uh, Thesitides, Thucydides, maybe that's it. Thuc- thuc- it's Thucydides. It's Phucus Thucydides. Thucydides. Thucydides, yeah. Exactly. That's what I said.
1: Silent Thucydides.
0: <laughs> well, he recorded that at, at its peak, the plague was killing 10,000 people in Constantinople daily. Oh, that's a lot. Daily. But the accuracy of the figure is in question, and the true number will probably never be known. I mean, kind of like a long today. long time ago. Yeah. Yeah, I don't even want to get into that topic. He noted that because there was no room to bury the dead, uh, bodies were left stacked in the open. Funeral rites were often left unattended to, and the entire city smelled like the dead. In his uh, Secret History, he records the devastation in the countryside and reports the ruthless response by the hard-pressed Justinian. Damn it, see, if I would have had the notes, I would have got the Bring Out Your Dead sample from Monty Python.
3: <laughs> bring out your dead!
2: <laughs> He's
1: got the wheelbarrow. <laughs> They're just piling them out.
3: But I'm not dead yet! <laughs>
2: but that, that that's for the next wave of the play. Yeah.
0: Oh, okay. But you
2: will be soon.
0: <laughs> so when pestilence swept through the whole known world, notably the Roman Empire, wiping out most of the farming community and of necessity, leaving a trail of desolation in its wake, Justinian showed no mercy towards the ruined freeholders. Even then, he did not refrain from demanding the annual tax, not only the amount at which he assessed <laughs> each individual, <laughs> yeah, but also the amount for which his deceased neighbors were liable. <laughs> oh, wow. Way to make some bank up so, on that situation.
2: That's saying if you fucking, if your neighbor died of the plague, you were responsible for his taxes.
1: Yeah, that's crazy. This is bullshit. Sounds like socialism to me.
0: Oh, boy. As a result of the plague in the countryside, farmers could not take care of crops and the price of grain rose in Constantinople. Justinian had expended uh, huge amounts of money for wars against the Vandals in the region of Carthage and the (laughs) Ostrogoths kingdom in Italy. Nice. Yeah, thank you. There you go. He had invested heavily in the construction of great churches such as uh, Hagia Sophia. As the empire tried to fund the projects, the plague caused tax revenues to decline through the massive number of deaths yeah because everyone's fucking dying and the disruption of agricultural and trade so he, these people were more worried about building churches than Well, they, Justinian was. Justinian was. He, he was he was more worried about building churches than he was the the crops and everything else. Yeah. That seems to always happen. Yeah, I mean, am I right or am I right? <laughs> am I right?
2: what happens when you got power man Yeah, i
0: know fucking leaders so justinian swiftly enacted new legislation to deal more efficiently with the glut of inheritance suit uh, suits being brought as a result of victims dying um, in a state so the plague's long-term effects on european and christian history was enormous as the, the uh, disease spread to port cities around the Mediterranean, the struggling goths. This is all. Every time I, th- I just see a bunch of dudes in black clothing and black uh, lipstick.
2: Bro, this plague is brutal. <laughs> it's as dark as my heart.
0: <laughs> it's black like my soul. Art thou the plague burneth <laughs> the wax on my skinneth. So with the struggling goths, that they were re- in, uh, reinvigorated and their conflict with Constantinople entered a new phase. Question. Answer. Is this all three plagues, strains? No.
1: Or is
2: this this the first
0: one? the the
1: Well,
2: they'll talk about it a little bit. You'll, you'll, they talk about it. You'll you'll
0: hear. So the plague weakened the Byzantine Empire at a critical point (laughs) when Justinian's army, um, his armies had nearly retaken all of Italy and the Western uh, Mediterranean coast. The evolving conquest would have reunited the core of the Western Roman Empire with the Eastern Roman Empire. Although the conquest occurred in uh, 554, the reunification did not last long. In 568, the Lombards invaded northern Italy Italy?
2: Yeah, <laughs> they're Italians. Uh, he's fucking, he's fucking saying all these words, the, and he fucks up Italy. Who
1: was the fucking drive-through Italian place that was hot for a long time? It was like three or four years. Remember? Oh, and they had breadsticks yeah, and shit. Yeah, you could, yeah. It was like drive Fazolis. Fazolis, yeah. <laughs> that's, where, that's where
0: Isaiah goes. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. They're Italian. It's a drive-through. <laughs> yeah,
2: it's authentic. Well, they defeated
0: the small Byzantine army that had been uh, left behind and established the Kingdom of the Lombards. Gaul suffered severely so it is unlikely that Britain actually escaped so all these people are just getting fucked up because they're all fucking fighting and everything else over this
2: so if you if you kind of listen to like if you pay attention to that basically the Roman Empire was set to reunite right and this fucking plague was like "Nah, fuck <laughs> off yeah like it's crazy how much something like this can change the course of history
0: oh yeah So the plague of Justinian is generally regarded as the very first historically recorded epidemic of Yersinia pestis, a.k.a. Y pestis. This conclusion is based on historical uh, descriptions of the clinical manifestations of the the disease and the detection of Y pestis DNA from human remains and ancient grave sites dated back to that period.
2: That's fucking cool. Yeah. So basically they dug up some fucking ancient graves and found that... Virus or bacteria, whatever it is, inside the remnants of, people, of them, yeah, in their DNA, yeah. yeah,
0: it's pretty
1: wild. That is pretty wild. Yeah, I'd be kind of scared, a little bit. You know, I'm sure they didn't have proper
0: PPE when they were doing that. Yeah. Hmm, yeah. maybe.
4: Yeah.
0: So, genetic studies of modern and ancient <sighs> Yersinia pestis, Y. pestis DNA suggest that the origin of the Justinian Plague was in Central Asia. The most Basal or root-level existing strains of uh, Y pestis as a whole species are found in Kingai, China. I, I got that right, I think. Did you? Kingai? Qing, Kingai. Oh, look at me. I don't find All right, China. Know. After samples uh, and <laughs> listening. not my job. If we have any Chinese listeners out there, please tell me if I <laughs> said <laughs> that wrong. Kingai. 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 After samples of Damn, DNA from Y. pestis were isolated from skeletons of Justinian plague victims in Germany, it was found that modern strains currently found in the Tian Shan mountain range uh, system are most basal known in comparison with the Justinian plague strain. So it came from China.
2: Somewhere. Somewhere in China.
0: Yeah. The number of deaths is uncertain. Some modern scholars believe that the plague killed up to 5,000 people per day in constantinople at the peak of the pandemic
4: <laughs> according to one view the initial plague
0: ultimately killed perhaps 40 percent of the city's inhabitants and caused the deaths of up to a quarter of the human population of the eastern mediterranean yikes frequent subsequent waves of the plague continued to strike through the sixth seventh and eighth centuries with disease becoming more localized and less virulent do we have like a maybe later in the notes do we have like a
1: timetable of the plague and how it affects a person uh, like i know that you not, said they get a the fever, really. they get like not a fever really the... it doesn't
2: i i i went through I some mean, it's of like that like a week it's like a week. Um, basically they were saying uh at the height of the plague like there's a little bit on the in the next wave mm-hmm. um but a lot of the stuff says basically you start showing symptoms and it's like anywhere from a day like they're saying at the height of the plague in the next one like people were showing symptoms in the morning and dying by nighttime
1: oh shit that's fast
2: and other people would show symptoms and it would be like a week or two before they would die it would be a slower death so okay. it just depends so it's, it's definitely it depends a, like on straight and it depends on strains yeah so, so it's definitely but it also, a couple of weeks
0: right but we also have to take into account when we're talking this and, and listeners as we're going through this you also have to you know think about you know uh, medicinal supplies and right. you know, well, everything was... from back in the you know back then they didn't have what
1: they we have now. Yeah. <laughs> Take a ginger <laughs> ale, you'll be fine. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah.
2: Rub some salve on it. Some yeah. salve. <laughs>
0: hey, bra, bra, you got some salve, bra? So the second plague, aka the Black Death, the pestilence, the Great Mortality, um, called many different things. This also is also a metal band. <laughs> uh, this is the pandemic that uh, most people associate with the plague. This was the deadliest pandemic in recorded human history. The Black Death was the beginning of the second plague pandemic, and uh, the plague created religious, social, and economic upheavals with profound effects on the course of European history. The Black Death caused the deaths of between (coughs) 75 to 200 million people in Eurasia and North Africa. It peaked in Europe from 1347 to 1351. So, what is that? Four Four years. years, Two
2: hundred up to possibly 200, 200 million, like 220. Wow. 000, 220 yeah. million people.
0: Right. So it, it uh pretty rough. So they're basically saying this thing actually like spread via the Black Sea. So and going a little timeline here, we've got 1346. All right. The strain of Y pestis emerged in Mongolia, according to John Kelly's account in the Great Mortality.
2: Goddamn Mongolia. <laughs> you want my she-walk?
0: I don't know. I love their barbecue, though. I mean, just Welcome to my she it is possibly passed to humans by a terabagan, uh, which is a type of marmot. <laughs> That's a hard drive. Uh, Terabyte? No, the terabagan. Oh, terabagan. Terabagan. Bagan. Bagan. Like a bagel. No, kind of. Terra. Bagan. Yeah. Yeah. Which is a, tar- a type of marmot, which is just a little fucking like weasel <laughs> thing, you know?
2: <laughs> I can think about when I hear that this is beg Lebowski. Where he's got the ferret and he's in the bathtub. He's like, ah, nice marmot. <laughs> yeah, marmot.
0: <laughs> so the deadliest outbreak is in the uh, Mongol capital, or capital of Sarai, which the Mongols carry west to the Black Sea area. Mongol King Jenneberg, uh um, I'm sorry, and his army are in the nearby city of Tana when a brawl erupts between Italian merchants and a group of Muslims. Following the death of one of the Muslims, the Italians flee by sea to the Genoese outpost of Caffa, and Janneberg follow on land. Upon arrival at Caffa, Janneberg's army lays siege for a year, but they are stricken with an outbreak. This is great. As the army catapults the infected bodies of their dead over city walls. That's <laughs> fucking amazing. The underseas Genoese become infected <laughs> no also. Way! Yes, that's the coolest sure. shit ever. I mean, that's tragic, but it's fucking, <laughs> that's, that's
1: fucking. They were like a amazing. video. They were thing.
0: literally taking their dead and like, launching them and using over the, the walls into the city. Yes, how yeah. fucking cool is that? That's fucking phenomenal. Yeah, that's that's pretty fucked. That's up. like
1: a zombie outbreak, and you're launching zombies into like your neighbor's house because you hate them. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like
0: that's that's fucking hilarious. <laughs> so May of uh, thirteen forty-seven here. That, so
2: real quick, I'm sorry. Ahead. No good. That is considered the first time in basically in recorded history that is considered like the first like chemical warfare.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
2: Bio- oh, well, biological, biological warfare. warfare. Yeah, That's the first like instance of recorded biological That's probably warfare. the coolest
0: thing I've heard yet today
1: on today's <laughs> episode.
0: It's pretty wild, man. Yeah. So uh, May of 1347, both sides hey, in the siege, away. both sides are decimated and survivors, uh, survivors in uh, Kaffa escape by sea. Leaving behind streets covered with just nothing but corpses being fed on by feral animals. Oh, this is dogs and raccoons just and shit. shit. Just eating shit. Yeah. One <laughs> ship. One ship actually shows up in Constantinople, which uh once infected, loses as much as ninety percent of its population. Another Caffin ship, this is October of thirteen forty-seven, docks in Sicily, the crew barely alive. Here the plague kills half the population and moves to Messina. Fleeing residents then spread it to mainland Italy, where one third of the population is dead by the following summer. God, Italy gets hit hard by every fucking virus that ever happens. You notice that? Well, they're like, not a they, huge country, first and foremost. They're and really they're not.
1: older, like and, it's older generation. Yeah. But like, God, they they literally it's get very, stomped every fucking yeah, time. I mean,
2: they're very centralized ports too. Yeah. yeah. I think a lot it has something to do with marinera.
1: They're they're a boot. I think it's the
0: marinara. They're just a, a lot boot. of
2: people go through uh, Italy for shit. Yeah,
0: right? it's just the marinara. Yeah. <laughs> I love marinara, man. Pasta I do too. So November 1347, the plague arrives in France, brought by another of the Caffa ships. Those fucking
2: Caffas. I'm sure the French just gave up too, huh? Yeah. They're like,
0: okay. <laughs> we are, are late tired. Yeah. So they docked in Marseille and it spreads We're quickly. We're just kidding, France, by the way. We're just yeah. kidding. We love French. I, I love the French. I, I do. do. I loved them. Do we have French listeners? I do not know. Not that anymore.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb and say we have listeners everywhere.
0: Yeah. All across the yeah. world.
2: Yeah. I have so, to tell myself that so I don't cry. At night.
0: <laughs> it spread quickly through France uh, when that happened. And in uh, January of 1348, a different plague strain. Okay. Here we go. It mutated, didn't it? <laughs> enters that, that, Europe. It mutates. Huh? Hmm. hmm. Okay. Write it in your notes, folks. Just Scratch that one down. Yep. Just so this one enters Europe through Genoa, uh, brought by another caffin ship that docks there. These those fucking, fucking caffins. caffins. Why didn't Jesus. we just blow those things out of the water? I guess. Jesus. The Genoans attack the ship and drive it away, but they are still infected. Italy faces <laughs> the second strain while already battling the previous one. Fucking oh poor Italians, God. man. Oh, jeez.
3: Oh, fuck me. You the meatball. <laughs> You're taking the pasta, Alfredo, no oh, get the hell out of here, huh?
1: Right? No? <laughs> I don't even know. All right.
0: It sounded good <laughs> in my head. I don't know. So why Pestis also heads east from Sicily into the Persian Empire and through Greece, Bulgaria, Romania, and Poland, and south to Egypt, as well as Cyprus, which is also hit with destruction from an earthquake and deadly tidal wave at the same time.
2: <laughs> this is something that a lot of people... Don't realize because you think of this this area this like um, this era of the plague like this is the one that everyone thinks about, but you think of it in terms of like medieval, Europe. medieval Europe. Yeah, I mean, right? you're just in Europe. That's the yeah. first this thought shit, that always comes to everybody's <coughs> right, mind. Exactly. But dude, this shit was shit. in the fucking Persian Empire. It like, spread this all over north, like northern Africa, Eastern and Western Europe. Like this was fucking everywhere. Yeah. yeah. Like you think of it as like medieval england was like you know like monty python shit right like, that's what most people think like you don't realize the, the just the fucking spread
0: right
1: yeah
2: of where this was. it was
0: so vast and crazy from
2: fucking the mongols all the way over to fucking northern africa to to you know eastern western europe to great britain all that shit man yeah
0: dude it was it was very very widespread and fast too yeah like super fast the
2: speed is amazing
0: yep so Venice faces its own outbreak by pioneering the first organized response with committees ordering ship inspections and burning those with contagions, shutting down taverns, <laughs> hmm. <laughs> and restricting Shut wine from taverns. unknown sources. Hmm. Write that in your notes, folks. The canals hmm. fill with gondolas shouting official instructions for disposing of dead bodies.
2: La, 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 yeah. burn the bodies. Yes.
0: Despite those efforts, the plague kills sixty percent of the Venetian population. That's a big percentage. Yes. Folks. April thirteen forty eight. The plague awakes an anti-Semitic rage around Europe, causing repeated massacres of Jewish it's communities. With the first one taking place in province where forty Jews were murdered. So they're basically so they're doing like the purge on top of the. Fucking well, they're blaming <laughs> it. They're, they've got to find someone, yeah. something to blame it on. So why not the Jews? Hey, That's, you like him a
3: mustache? Yeah.
0: <laughs> My mustache has a question. <laughs> Did you start the plague? Can we talk? Give me my mustache. <laughs> so, June of 1348, the plague enters England through the port of Malcolm Regis. I'm probably saying that wrong. Or Regis, Regis, maybe Malcolm Regis? Regis. Regis. Phil- yeah, Regis. We'll say Regis. In Dorset. Um, as it spreads through the town, some escape by fleeing inland, inadvertently spreading it even further. So, these people are trying to get away from it and they're just taking it with them.
3: Wow! We'll be right back after this message. Every morning. Hey, it's me, Mario! I just wanted to tell you, if you go on the Patreon.com, you can subscribe to the Midnight Train Podcast and one up! Oh! Maybe you want the bonus episode, right, Luigi? Uh, Mario... Why are you fussy people don't go on a Patreon? I oh, shut up, Luigi. Anyways, honky-doky, Patreon, on this train, honky-doky. But now we return to your regularly scheduled program. So summer of
0: 1348, a group of religious zealots known as the Flagellants first began to appear in Germany. All right. These groups of anywhere from uh, 50 to 500 hooded and half naked men march, sing, and thrash themselves with lashes until swollen and bloody. Originally the practice of 11th century Italian monks during an epidemic, they spread out through Europe. Also known for their violent anti Semitism, the flagellants myster- mysteriously disappeared in 1350. So for two years, yeah. you got a bunch of hooded, half-naked dudes walking around, singing and is, slashing themselves with, with with. What
2: is that movie with? Uh, was it the Da Vinci Code? There's the dude that fucking whips himself. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. yeah. It, that's what they did. That's what they. Would, just a religious zealot. They would wander yeah. around and fucking yeah.
1: Fucking religion. Yeah. yeah. It's amazing
2: how how some shit like this can bring these kinds of people out though. Oh yeah. So the plane out, out of the woods yeah. from the mountain wherever. <laughs> So the plague hits Marseille,
0: uh, Marseille, Paris, and Normandy, and then the strain splits, with one strain moving on to the now Belgian city of Tournai, to the east, and the other passing through. Say this wrong, Sal- Salai, Salai. We're gonna say Salai. How's it
2: spelled? C a l a i s. Calais. Calais. Calais, I think. It Calais. Okay.
0: Yeah. yeah. And Avignon, where 50% of the population dies. You have. Yeah. Half. Yeah. Half. That's fucking incredible. Yeah. So the plague also moves through Austria and Switzerland, where a fury of anti-Semitic massacres follow it along the Rhine. After a rumor spreads that Jews had caused the plague by poisoning wells, as Jennifer Wright details in her book "Get Well Soon: History's Worst Plagues and the Heroes Who Fought Them." In towns throughout Germany and France, Jewish communities are completely annihilated. In response, King Casimir III of Poland offers a safe haven to the persecuted Jews. Starting a mass migration to Poland and Lithuania, Marseille's is it Marseille's Marseille's right? It's
2: Marseille,
0: Marseille. That's what I said. Is also considered a safe haven for Jews. All right. So not only is there a fucking plague going on, but they're like massacring the Genocide. Jewish people. Yeah, because they believe that they. You know what I mean? Like fuck, man. Any excuse, right?
2: it's I mean, that's what happens though. You get you start getting shit like this, people start freaking out, and it's like at, take notes. You, you've got everyone needs somebody to blame.
0: Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Take notes on that one. Write it on your journal. Uh, it was journal that goddamn Obama. <laughs> so October uh, October of 1348. October. October. It's almost like October. <laughs> um, following the infection and death of King Edward III's daughter, Princess Joan, the plague reaches London according to King Death, the Black Death, and its aftermath in late medieval England by Colin Platt. As the devastation grows, Londoners flee to the countryside to find food. Edward blames the plague on garbage and human excrement piled up in London streets and in the Thames River.
2: People fleeing to the country? Hmm. Huh. All right. Let's see. Write that in your notes. Okay. Yeah. February
0: 1349, one of the worst massacres of Jews during the Black Death takes place on Valentine's Day in Strasbourg with 2,000 Jewish people being burned alive. Yeah. Jeff's just looking like, uh... yeah, it's pretty rough. In the spring, 3,000. Say what? I I got nothing. I'm sorry, but
2: fucking the Jews have had it rough, dude. Very rough for a long fucking time.
0: For a long fucking time. Holy shit. Well, in the spring, 3,000 Jews defend themselves in mains against Christians, but are overcome and completely slaughtered.
2: So another 3,000.
0: Another 3,000, Right. So, April of 1349, the plague hits Wales, brought by people fleeing from southern England, and eventually kills 100,000 people there. Jesus. Yeah. It is ridiculous. So, July of 1349, an English ship brings the Black Death to Norway when it runs aground in Bergen. The ship's crew is dead by the Bergen? end of the week. <laughs> Ergen, Bergen. <laughs> and the... <laughs> And the pestilence travels to Denmark and Sweden, where the king believes fasting on a Friday and foregoing shoes on Sunday will please God and end the plague. Sounds right. I mean,
3: you know.
2: Yeah, why not? Dude, every time I get sick, I take my shoes off on Sunday. Yeah, and you fast on Friday. No, I never fast. Oh, okay, well. <laughs> Come on, who are we kidding,
3: right?
0: So it doesn't work. I know, work. right? Yeah. <laughs> So it doesn't work. Okay. Um, it was the
2: old saying, starve a fever, feed the plague. It <laughs> <That's> nice.
0: <laughs> so it doesn't work. Shocker. And uh, killing two of the King's brothers and moving this into was, Russia.
2: This was the Vikings, by the way. This right. was like Viking hordes and shit. Right. So it, even they were getting fucked
0: up. Everybody was. So it moved into Russia and also Eastern Greenland, forcing the Vikings to halt their exploration of North America. So if you think about that, I wonder what they would have actually found had it not been for the plague coming in and disrupting.
1: Because cells. we
2: all know that Christopher Columbus didn't find shit. Right. Well, that's like he was saying
1: earlier, like how much of history would be altered if none of this ever happened? Oh, it had
0: been in, ah. it's insane. We have literally no idea what could yeah. have potentially happened. So March of 1350, Scotland, having so far avoided the plague, hopes to take advantage of English weakness, by amassing an army and planning an invasion. What
4: a bunch of assholes, (laughs) man.
2: Look at all these guys. They're all fucking dying. Let's go get them. Oh, they're hurting
0: over there. (laughs) Now's our fucking time. So while waiting on the border (laughs) to begin the attack...
2: You wait, wait, wait. You're the one that believes in karma, right? Yeah. Here you go, buddy.
0: Here you go. This is for you. While waiting on the border to begin the attack, troops became infected. (laughs) With 5,000 of them dying oh snap
2: they went over there to fuck them up and they yeah. all died yeah.
0: choosing to retreat the soldiers bring the disease back to their families and a third of scotland parishes <laughs> you done fucked up scotland. that is karma all they,
2: all they had to do was stay the fuck home yeah, right? yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ah,
0: fuck we fucked that up didn't we <laughs> 1351, the plague spread significantly We're begins laughing. to.
2: We're laughing at people dying from the plague. Well, well serves them right.
0: It <laughs> is kind of fucked up. I yeah. mean, let's be honest. You went to go fuck somebody hey, up man, and you got you gotta, fucked up.
2: You got to do what you got to do, All right? Man. You got to take advantage of one weakness when you can.
0: Yeah, but look what happened.
2: Well, I'm not saying
0: it works out every time. <laughs> I'm just saying you got to try. So the plague spread significantly begins to peter out, possibly thanks to quarantine efforts. Write it in your notes, folks. <gasps> huh. After causing the deaths of anywhere between 25 Mm. to 50 million people and leading to the massacres of 210 Jewish communities. So let's get this straight. Not
2: people, by the way. Right. Communities. 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 So
0: the mayor closed the local pubs at 10 o'clock. Right. And it worked. Right. Oh. Quarantine. That's funny. Well, here's the the shitty part. All total Europe has at this point lost about 50% of its entire population. That's fucking crazy. Of Europe. Of Europe.
2: Europe itself has lost 50% right. of its population. Half. So
0: 1353 with the Black Death considered safely behind them, the people of Europe face a changed society. The combination of the massive death rate and the numbers of survivors fleeing their homes sends entrenched social and economic systems spiraling, as of course it will. It becomes easier to get work for better wages and the average standard of living rises. Well, of course, because there's half the people to do the fucking job. Exactly. So with the uh, the feudal system dying, the aristocracy tries to pass laws, aristocracy, your mom's an aristocracy.
2: She might be. I don't know.
0: By the way, can we
1: mention something real quick? Sure. So you posted a picture earlier of yeah. the plague doctor, which is really cool. It's yeah.
2: coming up. Don't worry, buddy. Yeah. Oh, it is.
1: Okay. Yeah. I, I didn't want to leave that out. Yeah. I don't yeah, know for sure. Okay, okay.
0: So they, they try to pass laws preventing any further rise by the peasants leading to upheaval and revolution in England and in France. Significant losses within uh, older intellectual communities brought on an unprecedented opportunity for new ideas and art concepts to take hold, directly leading to the Renaissance and more youthful, enlightened period of human
2: history. That, That's awesome, if you think about it. Basically, it took a plague to wipe out half the fucking population so that the old fucks in charge couldn't keep their couldn't keep their power anymore. right
0: they lost control that
2: they should should be tried something to pass, we should be
1: writing in our notes as well yeah they, they tried, tried in your to notes, pass folks.
2: they tried to pass laws to, to fucking keep these people down but there was there's nothing they could do at this point right you
0: right. know write right it down write <laughs> it down write right it down so the bubonic plague never completely exits resurfacing several times through the centuries so that there is the basic timeline of the greatest pandemic in the recorded history
2: so that that's something too that if you look at these these are basically they call them the three these are basically the three big plague pandemics there's three pandemic like pandemic eras and that's something that i found interesting though in each one of them there was you had your major spread your big fucking major issue and then like every like like it says like every couple of fucking like every hundred years or so man it never really goes away. It comes back, and you get these like mini pockets of fucking pandemic all over the. Place.
1: Well, I mean, that's that's happened in our time. I mean, we've had bird flu, swine flu, H one N one, fucking corona, I right? Mean,
2: but but th- those are those are different. Those are different things. They're different strains. This is this is no, they're different diseases. Mm, no, they're all SARS. Not all of them. For the most part, they are. Not all of them. Okay. But I'm saying this is this is legitimately one this is the fucking plague, one plague that keeps coming back. No, I get it doesn't that. go away.
0: Yeah, yeah, I get what you're saying there. So it's said that one citizen avoided another. Hardly any neighbor troubled or yeah, troubled about others. <laughs> hey!
3: Yeah. <laughs> I, got, I need some sugar. Yeah, not anymore. Throw it. Yeah, fuck you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Relatives never or hardly ever visited each other. Moreover, oh. such terror was struck into the hearts of men and women by this calamity. Write that down. That brother abandoned brother mm. and the uncle, his nephew, and the sister, her brother, and very often the wife with her husband. So people were just fucking disassociating completely. What is even worse and nearly incredible is that fathers and mothers refused to see and tend to their children as if they had not been theirs. Thus, a multitude of sick men and women were left without any care except from the charity of friends, but those were very few, or the greed of servants, though not many of these could have, you know, they they couldn't have been, you know, even for, you know, high wages or whatnot. They didn't even want to fucking do it. Moreover, most of them were coarse-minded men and women who did little more than bring the sick what they asked for or watch over them when they were dying. And (laughs) very often, these servants lost their lives and their earnings So they would go to freaking get a wage from someone and then they'd end up catching it and they'd end up dying themselves. Uh, Since the sick were thus abandoned by neighbors, relatives, and friends, while servants were scarce, a habit sprang up, which had never been heard before. Beautiful and noble women, when they fell sick, did not scruple to take a young or old man servant, whoever he might be, and with no sort of shame expose every part of their bodies to these men as if they had been women, for they were compelled by the necessity of their sickness to do so. This, perhaps, was a cause of loser morals, or looser, loser, loser <laughs> morals in Not these women. losers. Right. Looser morals in these women who survived. Basically saying there weren't enough men to go around, so these women of stature would drop their trowels for somebody you else. You want
2: some of this? <laughs> yeah.
0: Look, I know you've only got one eye and
2: one good tooth, but uh, me and you, uh, let's go. I think you're very virulent. You survived the plague. Do you want to mate? Yeah.
0: So let's talk about mass burials. All right. So the plight of the lower and most of the middle classes was even more pitiful to behold here. So most of them remained in their houses, either through poverty or in hopes of safety, and fell sick by thousands. Since they received no care and attention, almost all of them died. Many ended their lives in the streets both at night and during the day. And many others who died in their houses were only known to be dead because their neighbors smelled their decaying bodies.
2: This is this is where you need to bring out your dead.
0: Yeah, it would
1: be yeah. a really good snippet <laughs> for it, yeah. Bring
2: out your dead. Could you
0: imagine it? Like,
1: Susan, it's a wonderful night. It's 58 degrees. Open the windows.
0: <laughs> Did you buy cheese? <laughs>
3: <laughs> no. <laughs>
0: I think the neighbors (laughs) I think I think Bill's dead (laughs) so dead bodies literally filled every corner most of them were treated in the same manner by the survivors who were uh, more concerned to get rid of their rotting bodies than than moved by charity towards the dead so they didn't really give a shit about the dead bodies with the aid of porters if they could get them they carried the bodies out of the houses and laid them at the door where every morning quantities of the dead might be seen. They then were laid on uh beers or as they were often liking on just tables. Yeah. So they just take tables and that's it. And such was the multitude of corpses brought to the churches every day and almost every hour that there was not enough consecrated ground to give them burial, especially since they wanted to bury each person person in the family grave according to old customs, obviously, you know, people have family I have a family cemetery. Although the cemeteries were full, they were forced to dig huge trenches where they buried the bodies by hundreds of Here they stowed them away like bales in the hole of a ship and covered them with a very little earth until the whole trench was full. Years later, they would build a development over it where Carol Ann would connect.
3: Carol Ann! Go to the lights! You moved the gravestones! (laughs) But not the bodies! You son of a bitch! (laughs) What did you do?
0: (laughs) So in this time, obviously, people found religion. (laughs) I was going to do that one. this house is clean <laughs> so perhaps one of the cruelest characteristics of the plague was not even related to its gruesome <laughs> impact on the body instead it took a heavy toll on people's psyche <laughs> well sure write it in your notes folks like, uh, i'm surprised yeah. they didn't burn
1: the bodies because you would think if they burned it like the particles and whatnot would spread it even more
2: so maybe it's a good maybe dream. that's why, why they, they didn't, didn't yeah. do it
0: but you know what i mean so uh, yeah. right i completely agree and as uh, you ever seen that uh what was it the night of the living dead when it rains when it rains because yeah. they burn the bodies in the mausoleum yeah. or whatever and then it comes down and it wakens all the other dead bodies yep. <laughs> halloween's coming upon us folks Horror yeah, movies. buddy. Horror movies. Yeah, um, buddy. so candy corn <laughs> so it fucked with people's minds here as they were you know confronted with an unfathomable darkness for which they were entirely unprepared i mean truthfully like you know kind of like now Uh, Superstition uh, gave way to the Middle Ages version of conspiracy theories. Some took to blaming everything from rats, which at least bore some scientific merit, as we talked about, to, unfortunately, minority groups such as the Jews. God, man, they get the (laughs) shitty end of the stick every time. (laughs) However, these superstitions gave way to full-blown religious hysteria. Many thought the Black Plague was God's wrath made manifest. Yeah. Punishment for their sins, I say. Radical religious practices were undertaken, most notably self-flagellation, like we talked about earlier, in public squares. Walking through the town squares of Europe in the 14th century was to be introduced to a litany of human woe and misery. Religious fundamentalists wandered the streets screaming of the impending apocalypse (laughs) and God's rage at their sins.
2: Sounds like fucking New Orleans on any given day.
0: (laughs) Those suffering with the disease, sometimes including their families, were left to starve as part of the plague's ripple effects on the economy, entirely forsaken as darkness ravaged much of the continent. With all the religious fervor, many would uh, confess their sins, even minor infractions as a way to ward off the horrors of the plague. You know, because that's what stops the plague. Others would take to secluding themselves in churches entirely in the hopes of escaping the gruesome realities around them. Others still took to blaming the prevalence of witchcraft and women. Since the majority of the dead were men.
2: Fucking women. Fucking
0: dude. women. Don't tell me my
1: business, devil woman.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Thus, the public displays of whipping of oneself or others was incredibly prevalent as a kind of bloody penance for the worst disease ever seen. So what no. a wonderful time to be alive.
1: Right? Oh, yeah.
2: Dude, That's that's um, that was another thing that it was, when I was like looking at things is the fact that like, they said that this is was like a major um, like spiritual time and like religious time. Like people were like flocking to religion at this point because they had no other options. Oh, yeah. The churches were
1: like open doors like, yes, come on. They in, had come no, on
2: in. They had no other like basically it was like there's nothing else. We have no idea what the fuck's going on. It's got to be God. So people were just like literally this was like a huge like time for religion to grow.
1: That would have been the time to start a band. You know what I mean? <laughs> out in the streets with like a fiddle and shit like, do, 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 the back leg's not going to get us because we are. And all of a sudden bed.
0: you're, uh, you're out. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about something that uh, you should know a little bit about here, Jeff. Oh, no. Quarantines. Woo! <gasps> The term quarantine, which basically refers to the exclusion and isolation of those coming from infected regions or others suspected of carrying the plague to avoid mixing with the population at large, was coined in the early 15th century as a way to describe a practice that had become commonplace during the Black Plague.
2: So essentially, quarantines were invented because of the plague. Right.
0: Horrifying quarantines were uh, set up by governments as a kind of interim camp for those who were ill. Or suspected of falling ill with the plague. Quarantine camps. Yeah, Hmm. people would remain there in ghastly conditions uh, with barely any proper Hmm. sustenance or care for forty days—a period of period which a long way. Yeah, forty days. It's a period of uh, in which, in itself, had biblical connotations. You know, forty days, forty days, days. right. Some people would be driven to utter madness by the harsh, condition, harsh conditions. Harsh conditions.
2: The harsh conditions. And that's my
0: face telling me to fuck off, Is folks. I'm sorry. Connery's Sean Connery's Sean Connery. Sean Connery's. Those harsh conditions. I am the last one. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what? <laughs> What's your you filthy mustache, Trebek?
2: Your, mother, take, your mother's a whore.
0: I'll take ape titch
1: for 5000
0: uh, That's appetite. <laughs> that's a late appetite. <laughs> So others, of course, would die, whether due to having caught the plague or any other gruesome disease in the bacteria ridden close quarters of the quarantine. The plague did eventually subside sometime around 1352 or 1353, reappearing in fragmented pockets every 10 to 20 years until the 18th century. Europe saw the worst of the Black Plague for nearly 10 years before the disease began to subside, yet it still returned every decade or so up to uh, up until the 18th century. There's that Black Plague again. (laughs) Well, now, the Great Plague of London in 1665 is often considered the last major outbreak of the disease.
3: Wow! We'll be right back after this message. Every morning. But now we return to your regularly scheduled program.
0: Now, as we were saying before the break there, that the uh, the Great Plague of London in, 19- in 1665 is, you know, they consider that to be the last major outbreak. But there, uh, there have been reports of the disease in Western Europe as late as 1721. And also, the Black Plague did continue to infect Russia and the Ottoman Empire well into the 19th century. To this day, nobody knows exactly why or how the Black Death finally came to an end. But experts have a few compelling theories.
2: So really quickly think about that for a second too this is just something that i found interesting because like when you think of timelines of things you don't realize how late certain things happen he just said the ottoman empire which most people would think how far fucking back do you think the ottoman empire was right was in the fucking 19th century that was the 1800s the ottoman empire was still around yeah like that's kind of crazy to think about because you don't really think about things being that like close to us in time because we're all a bunch of
0: selfish pricks that are only worried about ourselves, Moody. Oh, yeah.
2: I mean, that's fine. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just saying like, that's kind of like, that's one thing I noticed when I was doing this was like, like when you get into the later time periods, like you don't realize how close certain things were Uh, to
0: us. Absolutely. Yeah. Like it wasn't that that long ago. Yeah. In the scheme of things,
1: like when I was looking at that, I was like
2: the Ottoman Empire, the 19th, like what? 1800s the ottoman empire was still going well like, i mean fuck, your man.
1: day-to-day you don't think about things like that's that.
2: that's what i'm saying though like you yeah. don't it's like if someone were to be like it happened during the ottoman the ottoman empire you're thinking like fucking roman times and like three you know what i mean most people would think that right absolutely like, you don't think of it as being that close to us
0: i and that's why we're here moody to let people know a little bit are here i'm no, just no, here for either. the
2: free beer <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, some experts say that the biggest possible reason for the plague's disappearance was simply modernization. People previously thought that the plague was divine punishment for their sins, which often led to ineffective remedies that were grounded in mysticism. Alternatively, devout worshippers who did not want to go against God's will stood idly by as the disease swept their homes, right? I'm going to throw some out there, and I'm going to say evolution. Okay, but with the advancements in medical science and a better understanding of bacterial diseases, there emerged new treatments. Think about, sorry to interrupt, but think about like, um, what's
1: a good example here? An insect or a pest, okay? Take like bees, for example. At some point, they become immune to pesticides and whatnot. I mean, it's happened over time. Like, you you develop evolution. Aliens, dude. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying?
2: No, I know. You're saying that our bodies are evolving to be less correct right i got you like we don't catch it as easy because our bodies are because
0: we've evolved
2: right yeah. i can agree that with could that. be part of it
0: yeah like maybe our uh, immune systems have evolved mm-hmm. to i mean to like Jurassic actually handle Park. It. life finds a way <laughs> <laughs> so indeed the plague became an impetus for significant developments in medicine and public health regulation scientists at the time turned to dissection uh the study of blood circulation and sanitation to find ways to combat the spread of the disease. And once again, as we talked about, you know, with quarantining, quarantining seemed to, you know, supposedly help out there. And historically, however, the policy was only first implemented by the Republic of Ragusa, which is present day Dubrovnik in Croatia. Wow. In 1377, when the city (laughs) shuttered its uh, borders for 30 days, that's where it actually started off. So, others suggest that the plague <laughs> subsided due to the genetic evolution of human bodies and bacteria itself.
3: Hey! <laughs> and I don't have the notes. Oh. So, Oh, good! I,
0: <laughs> I knew that was coming. So, speaking of treatments and medical advancements, another popular <laughs> thing from the plague years was something that uh, we had posted up on our our social media today the plague doctors
2: doctors. very cool
0: people have latched onto the creepy imagery of the plague doctors uniform for use in costumes and movies and other things to bring a strange feeling to a story or creep out friends around halloween but what were the plague doctors in reality the large losses of people in a town created an economic disaster so community plague doctors were considered quite valuable and were given special privileges for example plague doctors were freely allowed to perform autopsies to research a cure for the plague.
1: So in other words, if you're like the town fucking psycho and you want to skin people for no reason, oh, I'm a plague doctor. Yeah. See my outfit? I can do it. I'm allowed. I'm allowed. Get away from me. I got this. Like
0: Dahmer wishes like that. (laughs) He was alive in that time, you know? So in some cases, plague doctors were so valuable that when uh, a Barcelona dispatched two to Tortosa in 1650, outlaws captured them and wrote and demanded a ransom Barcelona paid for their release. The city of Orvieto hired Matteo Fuangelo. Fuangelo. Ooh, what a name. Matteo yeah, Fuangelo.
1: This guy was like the Stephen
0: Seagal back in the day. In 1348, for four times the normal rate of a doctor of 50 florin per year, Pope Clement VI hired several extra plague doctors during the Black Death Plague to attend to the sick people of Avignon. Of 18 doctors in Venice, only one was left by 1348. Five had died of the plague and 12 were missing and may have fled. (laughs) Fucking Moody. (laughs) How how many
1: episodes has it been since he's had control of the board now? It's been a while. I did that on purpose. That was a purpose one, yeah. You sure
2: about that? Yeah.
0: I think you were going for the dun-dun-dun.
2: No, no. I was going for laughter because that shit's funny.
0: Right. So you guys have seen everyone's seen the the like we posted up on our social media the way the uh, the plague doctor's costume w- what it looked slit, like the Slipknot drummer right with the big long yeah. black <laughs> the schnoz. Yeah. It's
2: like a bird beak
0: so it, they were uh it was actually invented by Charles de, Lo- de Lorme in 1630 and they were used in Naples but later spread to be used throughout Europe as we're talking about the protective suit consisted of a light waxed fabric overcoat a mask with glass eye openings and a beaked shaped nose nose Typically stuffed with herbs, straw, and spices. That's why it was really long because it was stuff because they they would think that if you couldn't smell the rotting flesh of the dead, that it you were it. You, you would block the smell. Right.
2: basically you were blocking out any of the bad shit that was coming right. in. Right, um, plague we doctors. We were, were
0: so creative back
1: then. Yeah, it
2: was it was a, like a it was like a primitive filter, basically. Right. it was a shitty one, but it was right. You know.
0: And plague doctors would also commonly carry a cane to examine and direct patients without the need to make direct contact with them. Just poking, poking people. At people <laughs> yeah. shit. Ow, quit it. Ow, quit
2: it. <laughs> ah, his skin's falling off. I think he's dying.
0: <laughs> the so si- where
2: did your system stop? <laughs> quit poking me. Yeah. <laughs> the scented
0: materials included juniper berry, uh, ambergris, ambergris? Never ambergris. I never heard
2: of that before. What, what the, the hell it? is that? What is ambergris? How is it, how's it spelled? A-M-B-E-R-G-R-I-S. That's the shit that they make perfume out of. It comes out of whales. Oh. It's basically whale shit. Well, that's wonderful. Really? Yeah. yeah oddly enough, we just watched uh, uh, Bob's Burgers involving Ambergris the other day. Huh. Uh, it's essentially when they eat, the whale eats a fucking giant squid or a squid of some sort. The beak fucks with their stomach. So they the the whale produces wax and it coats this thing in wax and then the whale shits it out. And then people uh, pick it up and they make perfume out of it. See, here's
0: the thing, folks. You
2: <laughs> learn something to to new every
0: day here yeah. at the Midnight Train.
1: But you're, you're gonna learn. welcome. Yeah, you're gonna learn these facts. When you can go to parties on the weekends, <laughs> you know, obviously social distancing parties. But you go to parties on the weekends and you can tell these stories to your friends, and they'll be like, "Where the fuck did you hear something like that?" And you'd be like, "The right. Midnight Train, right, right in, baby? Absolutely." And get them to tune in. and Join the crew, absolutely. That's right.
0: Well, they also use roses, mint, uh, mint leaves, uh, camphor. Uh, cloves, laudanum, laud, oh, fucking hell, laudanum. <laughs> Thank you. Myrrh and storax. Dude, oh, it- yeah, storax. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Wasn't that a Dr. Seuss book?
1: No, no, no. Storax was- comes from beetles. What? Yeah, it's their legs. You take the legs off a beetle and you blend it together and it makes a storax paste. And that's how they get it. Google it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Anytime he says Google it, don't do it. So due to the primitive understanding of disease at the time, it was believed the suit uh, would su- sufficiently protect the doctor from miasma while tending to patients. Their principal task, besides taking care of people with the plague was to compile public records of the deaths due to the plague. So they were going around going as another one. And there's another one. <laughs> they poked him with the cane. Yeah. To find a, like, yep, yep. He's dead. Mark it.
2: Yep. You got to poke him in the balls though. Yeah. That'll get you to move.
1: <laughs> hey <laughs> hey <laughs> mom, check this out. Look at this guy. <laughs>
2: In certain
0: European cities like Florence and Perugia, plague doctors were requested to do autopsies to help determine the cause of death and how the plague um, played a role in their death. Plague doctors became witnesses to numerous wills during times of plague epidemics. Uh, Plague doctors also gave advice to their patients about their conduct before death. This advice varied depending on the patient, and after the Middle Ages, the nature of the relationship between doctor and patient was governed by an increasingly complex ethical code plague doctors practice bloodletting and other remedies such as putting frogs or leeches on the buboes to rebalance the humors as a normal routine. To bloodletting is fucking vicious, Yeah.
2: Man. There was the humors basically there was uh back in the day they believed like medically they believed that the body was ruled by four humors. It was it's like blood something there's I can't remember what the four of them are so that That was one of the things that they always try to do is to keep all the four humors in balance because they believed early on that kind of
0: like your cheese.
2: Yeah, kind of. And they and basically they believed that the reason that the plague was so deadly was because it affected all four of the humors. Oh.
0: Well, plague doctors could not generally interact with the general public because of the nature of their business and the possibility of spreading the disease. Duh. They could also be subject (laughs) to quarantine. Now, the following is from an article detailing another interesting finding. Life after the plague was actually on the upswing, as we touched on briefly. People were actually healthier and quality of life improved. The upside, if you can call it that, is that the plague left in its wake populations that were healthier and more robust than people who uh, existed before the plague struck. According to a new study published today in PLOS 1, the Black Death was a selective killer says Sharon DeWitt, a biological anthropologist at the University of South Carolina and the author of the paper, and quote, and after the Black Death ended, there was actually an improvement in the standard of living. The plague was uh, natural selection in action. In a way, that's a marker of how brutal the medieval medieval era was. It took a serial killer of a plague uh, to actually bring about an improvement in living conditions. If that sounds counterintuitive, think about how life might have changed after half of Europe's population died off, as we saw, talked about a little bit earlier. Four hours. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Suddenly, there was a dramatic drop in the number of able-bodied adults available to do work, which meant survivors could charge more for their labor. Again, half the people are gone. I'm At the, the s-
2: only fucking carpenter around, bitch. That's it. You're yeah. going to pay me.
0: Yeah. At the same time, fewer people meant a decreased demand for foods, goods, and housing, and as a result, the prices for all three dropped. By the late 15th century, real wages were three times higher than they were at the beginning of the 14th century before the plague struck. Okay, so if you're taking notes thus far, if you
1: just do a quick little glance over your notes from when you started, how familiar do your notes sound right
0: about now? We're getting there, buddy. So diets improved as employers were forced to raise wages and offer extra food and clothing to attract workers. As a result, the money spent per capita on food in the wake of the Black Death actually increased. Quote, people were able to eat more meat and high-quality bread, which in turn would have improved health, says DeWitt. But the clearest evidence that people were healthier after the Black Death than they were before uh, before it comes in the bodies themselves. DeWitt, uh, DeWitt looked at a, uh, skeletal samples taken from the medieval cemeteries in London be- uh, both before the plague and after it. She found that post-Black Death samples had a higher proportion of older adults and that more, uh, uh, mortality rates or risks were generally lower in the post-Black Death population than before the epidemic. In other words, if you were strong and lucky enough to to survive one of the deadliest epidemics in human history, you were probably strong enough to live to a relatively ripe old age. And since the Black Death was so widespread, that was true for the the surviving population as a whole. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. It's pretty pretty fucking wild. Earlier studies uh, looking at historical documents like diaries, letters, and wills from the time period had shown conflicting results. But that kind of data only covers the very small part of the population that was literate, uh, male and relatively well off. So, of course, those damn women,
2: you know, they can't the people read people who matter.
0: Right. The ones in charge.
2: <laughs> the winner's right history, baby. <laughs> yeah.
0: The advantage of DeWitt's grave combing um, uh, bioarchaeological research methods is that they encompass a much more representative swath of the medieval population. Quote, this provides information about the people who are missing from historical documents, including women and children, says DeWitt. Not everyone in medieval London left a will behind, but everyone left a corpse. So she was actually going through and she was checking these corpses and these old, 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 old bones and realizing all this shit kind of like, you know, predicating to one another, you know. So for survivors, life after the Black Death would have been at least a little less nasty, brutish and short than life before it. So if you made it through it, eh, not too bad. Yeah, It's all right. You know, half of everyone you know is dead, but eh, you know, things could be worse. You know? could be worse. Yeah.
2: Could be dead. <laughs> right.
0: But that doesn't mean the survivors were really the lucky ones. The Black Death was a period of unremitting horror and terror, the likes of which we can't imagine. No one knew how the disease spread or how to treat it. Popular but gruesome methods like bloodletting or boil lancing would have been counter uh, counterproductive yeah. at best. Yeah. yeah. Do- Dr. Pimple Popper. Yeah. <laughs> Assuming victims That's, could find anyone quite to treat a them. a you got there. Let yeah. me lance it for you.
2: Uh, did you ima- uh, so looks doctors. like all I
1: have is this play doh knife. <laughs> it's gonna be a long one.
0: <laughs> <Ugh>. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So doctors abandoned their patients for fear of infection, and priests even refused to give last rites to the dying. An appalling dereliction given medieval God, fears imagine- of eternal damnation. You gotta be like. That's going to be the worst, man. You know you're dying. It's like you just want your last rites, and the
2: priest can't even give you last rites. (laughs) Sorry, pal. You're on your own. Hey. Yeah. What about God? You're on your own. Sorry. I got things to do. So even animals like... I'll
3: do it from here.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Even animals like sheep, cows, and pigs fell victim to the the disease. Um, Quote, the people who survived the Black Death would have lost everyone they knew, says DeWitt. They are the people I feel sorry for, she says. If the Black Death really was natural selection at work, it was the coolest form imaginable. Mmm, Yikes!
2: That is is probably the most like apt statement, though, yeah. if you think about it. Like, For sure.
0: Because even if you made it through it, you you lost everything and everybody.
2: Because like yeah. I mean, it's like anything else, you know. It 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 selects it's selects the easiest people, you know, the e the, the weakest. Again, again, old sick very young whatever the the ones that are most susceptible and it's gonna it's the strong ones are gonna survive that's it so it's like anything else i mean you look like the animal world they go after the weak ones Yep. Mm -hmm. so after so many years of them picking off all the weak ones everyone gets stronger 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 and stronger because all the weak ones are dying off
0: that's it so with all this
2: said there was yet a third plague pandemic oh joy Yeah, we just, by the way, just got to the third plague pandemic.
0: Yeah. Nice. (laughs) So a natural (laughs) reservoir or nidus for plague is in western Yunnan and is still an ongoing health risk. The third pandemic of plague originated in the area after a rapid influx of Han Chinese to exploit the demand for minerals, primarily copper, in the second half of the 19th century. By 1850, the population had exploded to over 7 million people, increasing transportation throughout the region, Uh, brought people in contact with plague-infected fleas, the primary vector between the yellow-breasted rat and humans. People brought the fleas and rats back into growing urban areas where small outbreaks sometimes reached epidemic proportions. The plague spread further after disputes between Han Chinese and Hui Muslim miners in the early 1850s erupted into violent uprising known as the Panthei Rebellion, which led to further displacements by troop movements and refugee migrations. The outbreak of the plague helped recruit people into the Taiping Rebellion. The plague began to appear in Oh Jesus. <laughs> Guangxi and Guangdong provinces, uh, the Hainan Island and uh then the Pearl River Pearl River Delta, including Canton and Hong Kong. Following this? Something wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Although William McNeil and others believe the plague to have been brought from the interior to the coastal regions by troops returning from battles against the Muslim rebels. Benedict suggested evidence to favor the growing and lucrative opium trade, which began after about 1840. All right. In the city of Canton, beginning in March of 1894, the disease killed 80,000 people in a few weeks. Daily water traffic with the nearby city of Hong Kong rapidly spread the plague. Within two months after 100,000 deaths, the death rates dropped below epidemic rates, but the disease continued to be an endemic in Hong Kong until 1929. All right. Not too long ago, the plague, which was brought uh, from Hong Kong to British India, killed about 1 million people in India. It later also killed another 12.5 million in the British colony India, uh, in India over the next 30 years. Now, you have to consider
1: the poverty level of India, too. Correct. Because it's been like that forever. Correct. I mean, these people live in mud huts and you well, know what I mean? So well some yeah but yeah it's it's do, depending, due. depending I mean, on where you're at but and it's I mean, also there's
2: actually a lot of there was actually a lot of like i mean at the time it's there's cities and stuff but now but i'm talking
0: back then in the 1920s i mean it was pretty but i mean the, the population over there too like there's there's well, a yeah,
2: when you have that many people there's so many area. people and
0: you know mm-hmm. what i mean so almost all cases were bubonic with only a very small percentage changing to pneumonic plague the disease was initially seen in port cities beginning with bombay now mumbai but later emerged in Pune which is now Poon. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Calcutta and Karachi, which is now Pakistan. By 1899, the outbreak spread to smaller communities and rural areas in many regions of India. Overall, the impact of plague epidemics was greatest in Western and Northern India in the provinces then designated as Bombay, Punjab, and the United Provinces. Eastern and Southern India were not as badly affected. Okay? So a lot of fucking people died. Yeah. Which, uh, to be honest, I didn't even know about this one. Not many people do. Yeah, I did not know about this one. The colonial government's measures to control the disease included quarantine, Mm -hmm. Mm. isolation camps, Mm. Mm -hmm. travel restrictions, Mm. and the exclusion of India's traditional medical practices. Mm. Restrictions on the populations of the coastal cities were established by special plague committees with overreaching powers enforced by the British military. Hmm. Indians found the measures culturally intrusive and generally repressive and tyrannical. The government's strategies of plague control underwent significant changes during 1898 and 1899. By then, the use of force and enforcing plague regulations had been uh, shown to be counterproductive. And since the plague had spread to rural areas, enforcement in larger geographic areas would be impossible. British health officials then began to press for widespread vaccination by using Waldemar-Hafking's plague vaccine. But the government stressed that inoculation Hmm. was not compulsory.
2: Heard that guy did something with computers or something? Yeah, yeah. No? All right, I might be thinking of somebody else.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. British authorities also authorized the inclusion of practitioners of indigenous systems of medicine into plague prevention programs. So repressive government actions to control the plague led to Pune nationalists to criticize the government publicly. On uh, June 22, 1897, the Chapakar brothers, young Pune Hindus... Shot and killed Walter Charles Ran, an Indian civil services officer who was acting as Poon Special Plague Committee Chairman, and his military escort, Lieutenant Airst So they shot the motherfuckers. <laughs> Poon. Sorry. <laughs> the action of the Chappacars was seen as terrorism. The government also found the nationalist press to be guilty of incitement. The nationalist activist Bal, Gangad- oh boy. Bal Gangadar Talik. Open Gangam style? Yeah. Oh, man was charged with sedition for his writings as editor of the newspaper Kasari and was sentenced to 18 months of rigorous imprisonment. So, But just because he wrote something about it, he got imprisoned.
2: <laughs> rigorous? And, oh, we're really going to imprison you. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, Not regular imprisonment. It's rigorous. It's rigorous. You're going to have to work really hard we in there. You're going to
2: imprison the shit out of this guy.
0: So public reaction to the health measures enacted by the British Indian government ultimately revealed the political constraints of medical intervention in the country. The experiences were formative in the development of India's modern public health services. The 1894 Hong Kong plague was a major outbreak of the third pandemic in the world from the late 19th century to the early 20th century. Early 20th century. In May of 1894, the first case occurred in Hong Kong. The patient was a national hospital clerk and was discovered by Dr. Yu Jun. Jun, X-U-N, Jun, right? I believe that's how you pronounce that. So, right? Jun? Jun.
2: Jun? Jun. I think it's a I think it's yeah, Jun Jun. Jun. Jun.
0: <laughs> the dean of the national hospital, who had just returned from gangzhou when the Chinese-style buildings were built, the Taiping Mountain area in Oh God, Shangwan, the most densely populated populated area in Hong Kong, <laughs> became the hardest hit of the epidemic. Controlling the epidemic naturally became the top priority of the governor of the governor of Hong Kong. Governor. From May, governor, governor, huh. Governator? <laughs> the governor of Hong Kong. <laughs> From May to October of 1894. If it bleeds, we can kill it. <laughs> the plague in Hong Kong killed more than 6,000 uh, people. One third of the population fled Hong Kong. And then the 30 years starting in uh, 1926. 6,000 doesn't seem like a lot for Hong Kong, though, does it? Well,
2: this was just in a little time. This is just part of the overall. Right. Okay.
0: So in the 30 years starting in the eight, 1926, the plague occurred in Hong Kong almost every year and killed more than 20,000 people. So it's reoccurring. Every year. Every year. <laughs> plague time yeah yeah gotta stay in <laughs>
1: We're
2: for gonna a couple to the months US for a
0: while yeah. yeah
2: that's that's weird it's like it dies out and then <laughs> it comes back mm-hmm. yeah huh. usually it after christmas like, right sounds like yeah, yeah. Or, or november is what oh oh, oh i'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> <Something> <laughs> through else. the maritime traffic
0: in hong kong the plague ep- epidemic originating in Yunnan, china spread to all parts of the country after 1894 and eventually spread to all inhabited continents there were several reasons for the rapid outbreak and rapid spread of the plague. Firstly, in the e- early days of Kalun, Xingwan was a Chinese settlement. The design of the houses there in the mountains included no drainage channels, toilets, or running water. Yeah, I mean, why would you need that? Right. <laughs> I mean, truthfully. The small buildings and the lack of floor tiles were other weaknesses in the design. Second secondly, during the Qing Ming Festival in 1894, many Chinese living in Hong Kong returned to the countryside to sweep the graves. <laughs> which coincided with the outbreak of the epidemic in Canton and the introduction of bacteria into Hong Kong. All right. So they went back and were checking graves and they ended up getting the shit. Thirdly, in the first four months of 1894, rainfall decreased and soil dried up, accelerating the sprig, sprig, the spread of the plague, (laughs) the spread of the plague. (laughs) The main preventive measures were setting up plague hospitals and deploying medical staff to treat and isolate plague patients. Conducting house-to-house search operations, discovering and transferring plague patients, and cleaning and disinfecting infected houses and areas. That is next with corona. Yeah. They're going to have house-to-house inspections. You Uh, watch. I wouldn't be surprised. And setting up designated cemeteries and assigning a person responsible for transporting and burying the plague. All right. So there you go. At the end of everything, the deaths totaled around 12 million people for just the third epidemic. Wow.
2: Twelve million people. So that's, those that's are the lot.
0: plagues. That is the Black mm. Plague. That is the the craziness of the plagues that have just traversed over our world for so many different times, man. And you know what? You guys have been uh, hopefully writing these things in your notes because uh, we got something great for you coming up.
3: Wow! We'll be right back after this message. Every morning. But now we return to your regularly scheduled program.
1: Hello, boys and girls! Are you ready for Mr. Moody's conspiracy
0: corner? <laughs> Stay tuned. So yeah, we're uh, we actually have a new segment. This week. I'm so excited. And I'm uh, super excited about this. It's Mr. Moody's conspiracy corner. Yes. And of grab course, your popcorn. We right? all know Mr. Moody and his conspiracies. Tinfoil hat. Tinfoil. Yeah. And uh so
2: without further ado, Mr. Moody, <laughs> what do you got for us today, buddy? Okay, well, I just want to preface this by saying this this may not be a super uh, you know, revelation to some people, but to me, doing it it all started. It all started when we decided to do this plague episode, right? And I started doing the research because you guys are fucking lazy, and I do it all. Right. So,
1: hey, listen. You know I would help out with the research, but it's you guys don't like it.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Let's be real. Because you make us Google everything. These Google sheets. These Google sheets. So so I started doing the research. The first thing I started looking up was about the plague, right? And I was unaware that there were three strains of the plague and i was like oh that's interesting all right i'm gonna check out what the uh the different uh different uh what the fuck is the word i'm looking for ailments the ailments Symptoms. symptoms symptoms jesus christ it's late i gotta be at work early sorry yeah yeah the different symptoms started looking up all the symptoms and if you guys were paying attention at the beginning writing down your in your notes aha you start getting into the symptoms I think a lot of those symptoms sounded fairly familiar, Uh, especially Jeff might have, you know, Jeff, you, you recognize some of those?
1: Pretty much all of them except the zombie nose and the fingers.
2: Okay. So that right there was my sticking point. It's like, wow, this sounds like something that we're going through right now. Like all these weird symptoms, right? Except black, blackened fingers and noses and all that stuff, right? Yeah. So, with that in mind, I was talking to somebody, which I don't know if this person would want to be named in my rants of conspiracies. So I won't say anything.
1: Can we call him Mister X? Sure, we can go with that. I like that. We we need was, to have a Mister X. I was on talking
2: the show. to a medical professional who shall remain nameless, just in case.
0: Would you say Mister X? Mister X. Mister X. Yeah. Okay. Mister X. We, and we, he, we were, he talks like he's. Like,
2: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It's That's like, not Mr. You guys Fox. ever watch The X-Files? Oh, yeah. It's like the cigarette smoking guy. Okay. will be that guy. Okay. Yeah. So I was talking to this person, and they are a medical professional. They do have intimate knowledge of what's going on. And this was before I had mentioned anything about my doing the research and what my thoughts were at the time, right? Okay. This person was talking about the disease because they work with it every day and mentioned something to me i thought was interesting and they 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 told me that the disease hits everybody differently which jeff can attest to um, i can right and then unprompted without me saying anything brought up something that kind of piqued my interest and this person told me that they had a patient that their skin was falling off and i was like skin's off. You know, I'm thinking like leprosy or fucking scaly or whatever.
1: Yeah, or they didn't shower for a couple
2: months. <clears throat> whatever, you know, whatever it is. Yeah. Sores and shit, right? I was like, that's kind of weird. And then it was brought to my attention that indeed their toes were turning black. They have apparently there is this thing called COVID toes.
1: I have heard about that.
2: Where your toes fucking turn black
1: they said that
2: because it gets in your blood and it affects the oxygen circulation in your blood sounds familiar it gets can get into your blood just like something else we were talking about so i was like what the fuck i was like this this is weird this is weird to me and of course i I made that post where i was like fucking conspiracy wheels are spinning right now things started clicking for me right Mm -hmm. after i told this person what I was thinking, I was like, holy fuck, you just put the last piece of the puzzle in it for me anyways. Right. And this person told me, I was like, basically my theory was, holy fuck, this is a new strain or similar strain of the plague that they're fucking hiding from us. They're just not telling us that it's the plague. And I was told there are plenty of medical professionals all over that believe the same thing. And why would they hide that from us? Why wouldn't they? Because think about it. Listen to all the shit we've just gone through, right? All of this fucking craziness, all of the talking about how after everything was said and done, after all the bullshit, that things completely flipped. The people in power lost their power, right? The people, everybody that was dying off was old, sick, weak. So all that was left was the strong, right? And all those people revolted. Basically, we're like, fuck you. We're not paying all these bullshit taxes anymore. This has devastated our economy. We're all fucked. Fuck all y'all. Get the fuck out of here.
0: Right? Passed by infectious droplets. That's the thing that got me. Infectious
2: droplets. That's the the Um, mnemonic. mnemonic. Right? It's passed from person. It's the one type that can be passed from person to person. Right? It can be it can be passed from animals to people, which now they're saying the Rona is being found in pets, dogs, things like that, mm-hmm. right? So and it was like, originally originally stemmed from a uh, animals and
0: a marmot. Somebody ate a I bat. Think it, no, it, uh, it uh, a weasel or something. It was ate. It a was bat.
2: originally it was originally thought it was a bat, but it ended up being something like that, like, like a weasel something or ate a something. bat or an infected, and then it just kind of went down the food chain. Yeah. Are you getting to uh, like
1: another point, or is that your point?
2: That's my that's my beginnings of everything.
1: Okay, can I throw something in there? Can I throw a curveball in the equation? Please. Okay, so I've I've dived into some com- conspiracy theories over the past six months since this has started. Okay, and one of them I really really like. I, w- I won't say enjoy, but I, I I kind of believe in, is that this is a manufactured virus. I'm
2: I'm actually getting to that. Okay, I yeah. I didn't know
1: if you were because There's, I think what part they did of, was they took pieces and parts. Part of all of this these whole things thing we here. talked about and genetically made a super virus.
2: So basically my other, my other thing was this, is that the plague is bacterial. This supposedly is a virus, mm-hmm. right? And at least that's what they're fucking telling us. We don't fucking know. Cause we're idiots. Mm-hmm. They, you know, it could be to me, it could be, they could just be covering shit up it might not be a virus or it could be like whatever, whatever the case is. But another thing, and this is something that I've heard from a couple of places. I've read some things and it makes a lot of sense to me is that this originated as a population control in China that got out of hand. And the reason that that makes sense to me is because every roughly three years or so, all this shit starts in China.
1: Yeah,
0: because they live on top of
1: each other. And they the get and
2: insane. they get completely fucked up. Well, bunch our, of people as fucking our research
0: die. just went through there. Like, I mean, it all right? pretty much stems from that. So
1: they were limiting having kids there too. Like well, a couple
2: years back, I remember so, reading in the news that they were yeah, saying they, did they for a long you could, time. You
1: would they would only allow families to have like up to two kids because the population was so f- astronomical. Yeah.
2: So if you look back. Like, if you look at, like, the SARS and all that shit that came out of there, it's, like, roughly, like, every three years or so. hmm And this is pretty much in that timeline. Originated over there, and it just fucking got out of hand. So my my take on this whole thing, my theory that I've kind of, at least, I've started to adhere to that I believe, is I think this is something similar to that, like, a manufactured whatever, that is simply just a fucking strain of the plague this to me this is the plague we're dealing with the actual plague a different form of the plague but i think this is the fucking plague and they're not telling us because they're fucking scared about what we're going to do about it
0: oh yeah people are going to freak the fuck out if that was to actually come out dude like can you imagine
2: and look at look at the reactions look at what was happening people were fleeing the cities and going to the country which is what the fuck is happening now. This is that cycle all over again. This is exactly what happened when that major, when the plagues had their major outbreaks. Everything is coming full circle. And I think that the fucking people at the top see this shit and they fucking know what's coming. So now they're like, holy shit, we got to figure this out. We can't let these people know what the fuck's going on because then they're going to start all this. Because think about it. Talking about the governor, talking about, uh, people over, overreaching their power, right? Absolutely. Talking about military shit and starting and, and, and like, cause look what's going on On top of all the, the virus bullshit people started and they were even talking about infringing on rights. People were pissed off cause everyone was overreaching and infringing on their rights. That's exactly what's fucking happening now. is getting involved. People are sending fucking the, you know, national guard troops in wherever, And this was happening, like, not if you take all these riots and shit out of the equation, like, that's what was happening, though, because all these people were going to town halls and city halls, and they were bringing out the troops to make sure that shit didn't get out of hand. This is exactly the same fucking thing. And now you could say, well, yeah, well, it's a fucking pandemic, so it's going to be similar. But if you look at the similarities in the disease itself, I think it's too fucking much to ignore. I think we're dealing with a fucking plague, and I think, like, a form of the actual plague not fucking COVID, not coronavirus. This is the fucking plague. We're dealing with the fucking plague and they're not telling us because they don't want to fucking lose control.
1: I mean, I will tell you firsthand through going through it personally that I told you earlier, I, I can't believe in this day and age in 2020 with all of the technology we have and everything we've done thus far in history that it this whole process of testing and tracing and quarantining and all this stuff it was like it was written and set up by a 3 year old not only that, that has no clue
2: they're starting to track people who have it I there know. was i can't remember where it was might have been australia or something like that they just gave the first they put a fucking like monitoring bracelet on some dude that had it so they could monitor his movements and whereabouts yeah.
1: i mean i had to check in every day with uh with the county it's fucking every house day. arrest they were Basically, like they were like, like you yeah. know what are you doing how are your symptoms? Did you have fever? Well, have they you make you talk to anybody. Have you touched anybody?
0: You if know you go mean? to like, uh, certain restaurants and stuff now, they make you actually sign in with mm-hmm. your contact information. So if something were would, to happen, they wouldn't begin my fucking real name. Yeah. But <laughs> so what they do is if they have like an outbreak or something, they're able to reach yeah. at least one person in your quote unquote party. I had to do that yesterday, actually. Yeah. So, so it's uh and that's the other the thing sad
2: part is is, is is that after a while, they even talk about how. It became such a problem to try to control people that they just fucking gave up.
1: But there's a reason why it's they
2: gave way. up on watching people's movements. They gave up on because everyone started moving to the country out into the countryside, into rural areas, and they can't fucking follow those people.
1: Here's the problem. What, it gets
2: harder to follow. And that's what's, that's what's happening right now.
1: Yeah. Whether you like it or not. And I hate to get into politics. We always try and stay away from that. But with this particular instance, with the coronavirus, the past six months, The government, the higher ups, you know, Trump and his people and whatnot, they tried to control it. They tried to contain it. They tried to set rules. They tried to set guidelines, but everybody freaked out. So they said, well, okay, fuck it. We'll let the states control it. So that's why you have all these different rules in different states. So like the wine for Ohio, for all you Ohio listeners, he's the one that's calling all the shots and people are pissed off because. The government let the states control all the mandates
2: but that's how what, everything's that's, tested if you look at if you look at what happened in the past it's the same thing that we were talking about.
1: i agree but i'm saying what it should have came it should have came from the top and be the same for everybody in my opinion
2: that's that's all well and good. it shouldn't have it let the, have each made, state say okay you guys made do what you think is right, right? that yeah. wouldn't have made a difference people don't still people still would have been like fuck you these are my rights people still would have pushed back and that's the same thing that happened before. but i
1: guarantee the numbers wouldn't be what it's like And the testing wouldn't be what it's like.
2: It's not. But that's the thing. The reason that the numbers are where they are is because all of these states, quote unquote, are overreaching their power. So they're forcing people to stay home. They're forcing people to do this. But They're all doing different
1: things, though. Some of them are not going back to school. Some of them are sending back to school. I mean, there's so many differences in each single state that it's ridiculous. Nobody's on the same page. Because some
2: of those places don't have the outbreaks that some other ones do because of the amount of people the places that have more people that have more chance of being fucking overrun with this are the ones that are cracking down. Because if you look at the, if you look at the history that we just went through those places with all the people that lost so many people so fucking fast, those are the places that first were like, okay, fuck this. Fuck you. We're not doing what you tell us to do. You fucked us by all this bullshit so we're going to, we're doing things our way. They don't want to lose power. But it, so the places with more to lose are the places that are pushing harder for their
0: I'm seeing,
1: and
2: it's my,
0: population too. I mean, that, that's the biggest oh, yeah, thing I mean, where, where this at, whole thing sure. stems from. If you look at like the oversaturation of people in certain um, areas, that's where it always kicks off more. There's more
2: people, well, yeah. you more interactions the, with people. Most Most of the cases and deaths and all that are from like three major cities.
1: Right. And it's totally understandable. And I totally agree with that. But New York shouldn't have a set of guidelines that completely is the opposite of what Los Angeles does, which is completely the opposite of what Dallas does, which is completely the opposite of what we have in Ohio. Like it should, as far as the United States go, it should all be under one set of guidelines and not individual. It's never going to
2: be that way when you have the system set up the way it is.
1: I know, but I'm just saying, in my opinion, if it was, it wouldn't be so out of hand like it is right now.
0: I mean, I guess we'll never know, unfortunately. We won't. Yeah. We won't. But I think, and in, in, in truthfully, too, you know, uh, with what he's talking about here, and I, I, I'm i such a non-conspiracy theorist that as we were going through and talking about this, because we've been talking about this now for quite a while, yeah, and um, just discussing, like, the, the whole um, similarities between things, and, I mean... You know what's that whole saying that you know a, a person is smart but people are stupid, mm-hmm. you know like people exactly. in general like exactly. like you tell the general public that there's a plague on our hands and then they go and they they either remember or or That's compare it to they're that yes. think about it's what
2: nuts they're gonna yeah, think about hysteria. what happened before right they're so, gonna go fucking ape shit and and overall basically to sum up what I'm thinking conspiracy wise to my in my mind this was. Some sort of, I, I believe I, I adhere to the, the theory that it was some sort of manufactured virus that got out. Of control I hundred
1: and ten. That was that. a means
2: of population control that got out of hand, and now that they know what it is, I, I honestly believe that it is the plague that's been basically put into a viral form that is spreading, and they don't want people to fucking lose their shit, and they don't want this to go the way. That all the other outbreaks have gone.
0: Well, and to kind of add to it. They're afraid to
2: lose power because people are fucking going to lose their minds.
0: To add to it as well, if you go back and as we just did all this, you know, all the information that we gave everybody on all these different plagues with them all kind of stemming from China and whatnot, it's very possible that maybe they do have a means to control it.
2: So not now they that. take they take that not, strain. See, I don't know about that. But not only that, if you think about this, think about what happened in the 1300s plague, the 1350s. They looked for a group of people to ostracize and fucking go after, and they went after the Jews. If it was found out that the fucking, the new plague, the fucking plague originated in China and spread everywhere because of what happened... Oh, let me... Hate you all already over the place. saw. You already saw it when this whole first thing started. People were giving Chinese Americans all kinds of shit. Right. Yeah. Right. The businesses went down. Everything fucking went down because of that. So if people found out that the Chinese fucking created this new viral strain of the fucking plague and unleashed it upon the world,
1: that's where I'm at.
2: The shit would go down, dude. People, I don't think
1: it's population control. I think it's a biological fucking, weapon is what they manufactured, and they fucked up. I think. They were working on it. They created this biological weapon to have. And, you know, shit happens and goes wrong. It went wrong in the lab and it just like, like fire. just.
2: And now, and it. now it's a fucking cover up because on top of exactly. all the other bullshit, if, if, like I said, if, especially this fucking country, knowing how this place is going right now, if, if we found out that the Chinese were a fucking, that this, like they unleashed this fucking viral strain of the plague on the world and this is what's happening. Dude, it would be chaos. fucking chaos. Absolutely. It would be literally open season in this country on fucking Chinese people. It Absolutely. would, but it's also it would be ridiculous.
1: On the same side of the coin, it's almost like they fucked it up or didn't finish it because of everybody having different symptoms. A lot of people not dying from it, but a lot right. of people they were having, developing,
2: they were developing this thing, and it got out of control before they were able to, to fucking finish it, figure out what the hell was right. really going on, and up. that's
1: why it's so wonky with everybody. Like it's so different for everybody. You know what I mean? Right. It makes all sense to me, man. I, don't I know. I think
2: this is a man-made viral strain of the actual plague that I've got thought that out for of a while. fucking hand and everyone's covering it up cuz they don't want to fucking basically they don't want it to go the way mass all hysteria. the other ones did. Right. Not e- like a, like not yeah. even the, just the mass hysteria, but you saw what it did in these three different these three different well, I mean, eras, it literally shifted political power. Look at everything of the else. the fucking world.
1: Yeah. Look at everything else so you're finally starting to hear about ufos and aliens now for years and years and years no 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 way no it's way a no way distraction now it's starting to come well right and then look at other things i mean like it it makes sense that it would be a covered up like asteroids okay you you see it on nasa news all the time how an asteroid just missed earth the size of fucking Texas you know? Right, right, right. But you never hear about it.
2: And now they're you talking never about, about this it. one like, that has a 0.4 percent yeah. chance of. Because they know if
1: they tell somebody, okay, this one's definitely going to hit. We don't know what's going to happen. It's going to hit in November. People are going to fucking riot, freak out, loot. I and mean, you, you know what I mean? It's it's chaos. Again, a
0: person is just smart.
2: Distractions. Man. People
0: can't handle shit like that. As it's it's they just can't handle. You know what? It. I want to know what the listeners think. That's about exactly where I was going to say too, passengers. We were first and foremost. We want to know what you think about the new segment here, Mister Moody's Conspiracy <laughs> Corner, and we want to know what you think. Do you think he's full of shit and crazy, or do you think there's a little bit of substance to what he's talking about? I have a feeling some of our listeners have their own conspiracies,
2: and that, I'd
1: love to hear kinda, those too. Yeah,
2: I have to. I will. I will. I will admit this too. This is just, you know, right off the rip. I have never really had many thoughts about this, as far as. Early on, I was like, I was of the mind that this is not as bad as people think it is. It's
1: just. Yeah, you were always really lax with this whole thought, thing from the start. I always
2: thought that it was just going to be blown out of proportion, like everybody, like every fucking thing else that goes on around what, here.
1: What did you tell me when I told you guys that I think I had it? And you're like, oh, you don't have it. There's no way. Right. And I did.
2: <laughs> you know well, what I that's mean? What, and so, so, like, I mean, up until a certain point where I was like, oh, shit, this is really getting out of hand. Like, this is more serious than I had thought it was. But I never really right. had any kind of like thoughts about it because I just assumed that it was some bullshit thing like SARS or fucking swine flu or right. whatever. But doing this research, like, flipped the fucking switch. I was just like, holy shit, dude. There's something else going on. Yeah. At least for me. And you know what? It may be fucking crazy, and it may sound fucking ridiculous to people. I think this is what's going you on. You
1: know what the worst part of the whole entire thing I is? I fucking think
2: that that's what it is, man.
1: The worst part of all of this is we will never fucking know. No, for no, sure. We will if never, if ever is, have 100% proof. Oh, yeah, talk about the know. JFK, yeah. dude. You, if yeah, if you it know. is
2: something, see, this is something, though, that if it is what I think it is, if it is what I just said it is, think about what was happening with all of this other stuff. After the major incidents went away, every once in a while, it would come back for, it would, the one was every 10 to 20 years for the next, like, 100 years or so, yeah. you'd have an outbreak of it. So I'll be interested to see once all this shit kind of dies down because I don't think it's going to ever go like 100% away I think that it'll die down but it'll be interesting to see if it does indeed do things like this because it even says in there in the research that it died down but became more localized Right. so it was mostly like different pockets of you know you get it over here in this region but everyone else was cool and then maybe it would pop up over here but then everybody else was cool so I think it's going to be interesting to see what happens
1: well, it also brings up the hot topic of the vaccine. So do you think right. the vaccine they about, is...
2: They talked about vaccines in this. Some right. kind
1: of control? Or do you think it's an actual, actual vaccine that will work for this particular virus? Or do you think it's... You know what I'm saying? I in this day and age, it's so hard, it's to, hard to tell.
2: Honestly, they could just be blowing smoke and saying it that could they be have a placebo. this vaccine. What if that's it's a exactly, placebo That's what, exactly to, what I was going to say. They're blowing smoke up your ass and saying, people. hey, we have this fucking vaccine. Yeah. Everyone's going to start taking it see what happened
1: yeah. like, oh i took the vaccine i'm fine but and then really it's nothing it's a water pill
0: <laughs> you know so now that we've completely freaked out every single <laughs> one of our listeners we do want to thank you guys uh yeah, we hope you enjoyed the episode on black plague the black plague the black death uh you guys can you know help to vote for this one and uh, you guys can keep voting for upcoming episodes at our facebook page or at the midnight train click on the you pick the episode button and at our website you can buy some awesome merchandise and uh you know you We will donate 10% of each sale to the National Association on Mental Illness as well. And if you or someone you know is struggling with any mental health causes or issues right now, and listen, the world's fucked up and we all know that, uh, don't be afraid to get some help. Call the NAMI, that's N-A-M-I, helpline at 1-800-950-6264, the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-8255, or in a crisis, you can text NAMI, that's N-A-M-I, to 741-741, because again... Mental health is no joke. And right now, especially after you heard that shit from Moody. <laughs> yeah. And listen, if you guys are out also, there, if you guys are
1: out there and you're having trouble, which I know a lot of us are, I mean, maybe you're still in quarantine and you're still working from home and you haven't seen your family and your, you know, your parents for a while, whatnot. Like, just remember, everybody's in the same boat. You know, you're not the only one. So if you're sitting there thinking life sucks and this is bullshit and blah, 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 we're all thinking the same thing. You're yeah. Not alone. We'll get through it we'll all get through it for sure
2: i mean jeff's still alive
1: that's right hey patreon's gonna get some vials of antibodies <laughs>
0: that's all i gotta say and listeners keep asking how they can help keep the steam in our engines well if you like what you hear from us and you like this episode consider being a producer of the show by heading over to the midnight train and clicking on the patreon button or go to patreon.com forward slash the midnight train podcast for as little as 5 bucks a month, you can get all kinds of cool shit like custom t-shirts, custom posters, custom stickers, bonus episodes like the Day the Music Died series that uh, Moody and I have been working on diligently and way more. Um, so if you're a die-hard Midnight Train fan and you want to help produce this motherfucker, our Patreon is definitely for you. For those of you that would rather just leave us a one-time donation because you really enjoy what we're doing. You, you're like, man, man, these guys really brought some shit to me today. they fucked my head up and I'm not going to be able to sleep tonight.
2: Just remember, on top of everything else that you learned today, you learned that whale shit makes perfume.
0: Correct. Correct. You can always go over to PayPal and use the email address, the the Midnight Train Podcast at gmail.com. Also, you can easily like, subscribe, and rate us on your favorite podcast platform. And most importantly, share the Midnight Train to everyone. Let everyone you know. Just tell them about it. Just be like, dude, have you guys heard of these fucking assholes? You know what I mean? And hopefully they'll enjoy it as much as you do. It takes only a couple of minutes, and word of mouth is how we're going to get more passengers on this train and continue to bring you weekly episodes. And
1: if they don't like it, slap
2: them.
0: That's right, with a freaking whale shit.
2: Yeah. And also, we were uh, we were talking earlier about how we have some uh, some more overseas listeners. That we've been we've been discovering, and uh, me and John were talking earlier. I think we're going to do some episodes coming up.
0: Some centralized that, uh, episodes that have to yeah. do with tailored, tailored,
1: yeah, tailored to tailored to specific regions, areas. yeah. And
2: that way, that way uh, after we completely fuck it up, you guys can <laughs> tell us <laughs> right the truth behind all of That's it. Right. Maybe so, I'll
0: get a hold of Mushmouth Records and find out what the hot jams in those places
1: there are. There you go. Oh, that'd be a great there idea. There you
2: go. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I the know top there's top of the little, charts yeah. over there there's a lot of cool
0: shit over in uh in russia and there's a lot of cool shit over in freaking australia australia there's england there's all kinds of cool shit that we're going to touch on uh we want to include everybody yeah not just not well i mean the plague was definitely over in your neck of the woods there but (laughs) um we just cannot thank you guys enough for all the love and support we have received and uh you guys do keep it moving so thank you guys so much for listening and uh here's our big fucking train shout out here if i can get my drum roll (laughs) A huge shout out to Tess, Kevin, Matt, Diana, Christopher, Jacqueline, Katie, Michaela, Ramsey, Tamar, Tommy, Speakabox, The Sister skeleton. Make sure you check out The Sister skeleton Podcast. Sorry about the cats. You listen. <laughs> Sorry about the cats. <laughs> uh, Riley, Diane, Alina, Stephanie, Julie, Laura, Cynthia, Kirsten, Dawn, Nicola, Caitlin, Chanel, Alex, Emily, Ann, Son of Vasco, Alicia, Frandapie, Danny, Melissa, Grace, Stormy, Eva, Melissa, another one, <laughs> Wayne, Victoria, Hager, Sean, Chainsaw, Jigsaw, Bill, wow. Son, Colin, yeah, there it is. Todd, David V, Juan, Belen, Ken and Brad over at Voodoo Vodka, Chef Kevin, Katie, Davey, our Mexican Vato, and a very special thank you to our superhero Patreon producers, Chad. Oh, good <laughs> for you. Chad <laughs> Flint, <laughs> Cheryl Pierce, uh, Chris McLeod, Justin Kowalczyk, Rob uh, Webb from the Fun uh, Funbox podcast, which we're still talking about doing a little crossover thing with them. Uh, Christina Skelton, Jessica Bartolome, Bill Birch, and Samantha Pickworth. If you want your name to be mentioned on the show, Sign up as a member on our website. Doesn't cost you a damn thing or become a Patreon producer. All right. You guys got anything else you want to say before we get out of here? Uh, You
1: know, I feel bad because I haven't been. I've deactivated Facebook like a week and a half ago. And I miss a lot of the forum stuff now. Yeah, you, you're missing a lot of shit. But And they miss you. Here's dude, the thing. Dude, I, I'm not make- coming back until after the election. That's probably a good idea. Yeah. So like I could see I that. promise you guys when the election is, do is over, make,
2: it, make you a thing. Don't even add friends. Just get into our yeah, group. I tried, no do,
1: I tried to do it and it didn't
0: work for me. So your Facebook account's going to be kind of like COVID. It'll be gone after the election.
2: Oh,
0: just saying. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'll be back the after the election. Now. Yeah. <laughs>
1: but in the meantime, I know a lot of you started following me on Snapchat. I'm going to start doing a lot more of that and Instagram as well. So
0: there you go. You want to go give your name on there on yeah. uh, either Instagram or Snapchat? Yeah, I'll have to dig it up. You, you know can what? find I'll, me I'll, I'll on uh, Twitter. You can find me on all those places. And it's just choo choo MF-er. That's my, 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 is it a tag of uh, yeah. my name? J,
1: JFRO216. You're at? My at? <laughs> so yes, it's JFRO216.
0: JFRO216. I'm, I'm a it's chat. All right. Moody, you want to say anything? It's just, you know,
2: you know what I think, man. <laughs> you it's guys just, heard me. You guys, you, know. just heard, you heard me ramble for the last 15 minutes about what I think is going on. So, by the way, oh, awesome.
1: Just so the listeners know, this is essentially what we do when we hang out. So if we weren't recording and we're sitting around a fire drinking beers, it's it's Moody telling us the most off the wall so we really hope you enjoy the new segment <laughs> i'm looking forward to more of it because absolutely i think it was it was awesome and i, I really like
0: it so. absolutely good job
1: man, i got more i got
2: more stuff
0: i know you do all right so when <laughs> say that man take care of each other out there all right stay safe passengers and as always wash your hands <laughs> wash your fucking hands and of course choo two motherfuckers i'll go home and get your fucking shine box